back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pew, 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 pew. It's Afro Movie Review, the podcast, y'all. Welcome back, welcome back. Episode 19. Yes, of season two. The movie is The Silence of the Lambs. Thank you. The year is 1991. Because I almost say Rosemary, baby. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I bet, y'all. You are so funny. <laughs> I feel like I can hear you on the on the Discord. That was my bad. Okay, I was like, no, okay, no, boom, we're sorry. in there. Yeah, no, 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 you're fine. I just that was me. I was like, wait, am I are my earbuds off? No, thank you for that. All right, yes. So let's rock paper scissors. It. I'll do it because I had fun doing yeah, it. Okay. okay. Hold on. Sorry. Let me put my phone on. Do not disturb. Even though that shit, oh, shit. obviously do not matter. Me too. Because I will just be having like little things and it'll just interrupt. It'll us. just. Bloop, bloop. People just call it. Like, we gotta schedule <laughs> to Kate. Leave us please, alone. Please, people, please. Okay, ready? Let's go. Rock, papers, scissors, shoot. Scissors, scissors. tight. Okay. <laughs> 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 <Is> a ring. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so gay. So gay. Love it. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Why did I just do scissors again? Okay, I don't know, but I well, won. I did paper. Damn, I, I don't know why I thought you was gonna do rock. <laughs> I don't know. I really thought. I really, my mind was going to do rock, and scissors came out. I don't know, but I'm tired. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. So my first fact is, uh, let me think. I'm gonna start February fifth. Um, a Michigan, a Michigan court bars Dr. Jack Kevorkian from doing assisted suicides. Good. Right now, here's the thing. Also, because if you want to die and you're serious about it, because it's not like he was just killing off people who were like just like having bad days, like just anybody who wanted to die. He was doing assisted suicides for people who were coming close to the end, who had had some like, um, you know, terminal illnesses, whatever. But he champ, he was a public champion for um, supporting a terminal patient's right to die. And it's specifically by physician-assisted suicide. If you could know when you were going to die, that it wasn't going to be scary, that you would just go to sleep and not be here anymore, and like whatever, that's kind of what he was offering, right? So this is January 5th, 1991. Um, He, Kevorkian, is said to have assisted in 130 patients' death. Um, And he was convicted of murder in 1999. He's often called Dr. Death. Um, but there is a support for his cause and he started a platform of reform for patient assisted suicide or just um, suicide, decided suicide for terminal patients. Um, people who decided they did not want to see out the end of it. They didn't want to go through with treatments or they had done enough treatments and they decided this is the end. So there are countries that have things set up for that type of um, farewell. And that's how I'll say it. There, there are things he really did. He did change something. Um, in 1998, he was arrested and tried for um, a case of a voluntary euthanasia of a man by the name of Thomas Uk, Y-O-U-K. He had Lou Gehrig's disease. And that, like I said, he was convicted of murder in 1999. And he served eight years of a 10 to 25 year prison sentence. He got paroled in 2007. And um, he has been barred from acting as a doctor. He cannot euthanize any other person. He cannot talk about or promote the procedure of um, assisted suicide as part of his probation. Yeah, because, yeah. 
like I said, like you were like, uh, it's an understandable thing. If I mean, if, I don't know. My mind when assisted suicide comes up is, I don't know, disability somehow is in that. And then the elderly, elderly and whole, you know, conservatorship and who gets to decide. But he, Dr. Kevorkian was working with terminal patients. So these are people who knew that their end of time was coming and decided to, to, to ahaha God and say they just would do, you know, sign the book before he signed the book type thing. So it was like, for those people who were choosing for themselves, what is wrong in that? This is a doctor doing it in a safe way, you know? I mean, but then what about the people? Because when you say terminal, I imagine people with like dementia or Alzheimer's where- That's, I mean, is that a terminal illness? I mean, it really is. I mean, it's a- end because your body deteriorates but it's in a slow way let's say somebody who has alzheimer's says when i get to the point where i cannot control my faculties we need I, y'all go out that seems like a sound decision that when seems they like a sound, sound decision. mind when, when they're of sound mind i would not mind i yeah yeah you know so there's i think that's the problem the the things that you're bringing up is what's sticky about it they're like how do they determine that this person really decided this how do you know that you're so terminal how do you know that you may not come back around like whatever there's questions and so they were just like no people need to die naturally and and i think the other side of that was like people were like what's natural about dying from a terminal cause but then the ethics like who are you you can't make murder illegal if you're sitting here trying to help people kill themselves so so it's this sticky sticky you know I see both sides of the coin. So that's my first fact. What you got? My first fact is September 19th, Otis the Iceman is found in the Alps. He is a natural mummy of a man who lived between 335, 3350 and 3150 BC. Okay. He is believed to be murdered because of the arrowhead in his shoulder and various other wounds, but he had a total of 61 tattoos that might have been related to pain relief treatments like acupuncture or acupuncture. And of wow. course, you know, when you move the mummy from its resting place, you get cursed. So like seven people died from that. <laughs> Naturally, did they die of terminal illness? What happened? The mummy's curse. The mummy's <laughs> Let people know. rest. Look it up, but like I just, I, I wasn't getting into it because you just, oh, you right. move somebody from their resting place. Because rest in peace is supposed to be just that. And I thought it was just interesting, like this man, this man had tattoos related to pain relief treatments That's and like funny. acupuncture, acupressure places. And it's just like, huh. He's all getting tattooed and like, oh my God, that feels so great. What? That's look, us. <laughs> look, I, w- that's, I w- that's the newer generation and how we feel about tattoos. We're like, people get tattoos for like escape and like the relief of like what that's crazy yes ice man do you know i literally thought you were talking about a comic book character i was like no oh my god this is a real man he was no i legit was like um what are we talking about and then i had to put this one back up and look at your face to see that you were serious i was like oh let me be serious about this okay okay real life funny ice man mummy they found in the app real shit okay yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna go a little darker. Okay. Little darker. I'm right. gonna go my my other. I got one that's light. So my I'm, I'm ending light. I'm ending light. Okay, I'm not. Okay. So. 
So October 7th, 1991, law professor Anita Hill accuses Supreme Court nominee Clarence Thomas of making sexually inappropriate comments to her. I believe it. And I do believe her. Now, so Anita Hill, like I said, law professor is an American lawyer, educator, and author. She is a professor of social policy, law, and women's study at Brand. Brandeis University, I think is how you say it. Um, and she's a faculty member of the university's Heller School for Social Policy and Management. Uh, Bush the daddy nominated Clarence Thomas to replace, of all people, Thurgood Marshall. They said just replace a nigga with a nigga. nigga. It's fine. That's racist as fuck. It really is because they picked what <laughs> the turned wrong out to nigga. Be the wrong, horrible nigga. You, you niggas are all the same. It doesn't matter. Oh, it's all right. Get him up there. Get him up there. You know, okay, so there had really been little organized opposition to his nomination, um, his confirmation, and this is the information that I got off of Wikipedia, wikipedia.com and online. Um, they said that the confirmation was pretty much. Because <laughs> that's not their jingle. That's not their jingle. <laughs> I put it on anything. <laughs> it's like Frank's Red Hot Sauce, bitch. I put that shit on anything. Um, okay, so. He, yeah, he, there was no opposition to his nomination for a good long time, but the FBI has to do reports and things like that into his background. And somebody leaked um, a report to the press that the FBI had done that had Miss Anita Hill in there, right? And so at the time, because it was leaked to the press or whatever, they were like, oh, we're going to have to talk about it. So they had a hearing. Um, and the because it was linked to the press, they had to talk about because wow. it was leaked. Well, so they had had the hearing before and it wasn't brought out, that was leaked to the press. And they were like, Uh, bring it back, bring it back. We got questions. So then she was she was called to publicly testify. Um, and she said that he had sexually harassed her while she he was her supervisor at the Department of Education and EEOC, which is equal opportunity employer bullshit. That people, right. So oh, they, so that was their question. How do you find somebody sexually harassing you and then decide to follow them to another job? And she said, here's the thing. I thought if I stayed on my track, I did my job and didn't let this man bother me, that it would not bother me. And I would be able to just keep doing and You know, no, no, I was like, how he didn't get caught with the EEOC, but. Right, right. But he's the supervisor. He was the head of like what you who do you report it to if that's who you would report it to? I, manager because manager is above supervisor. Nah, bruh, he was the head of. He was like big dog. That's why they nominated him. He was the big dog for the Department of Education. He was the big dog for... <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't beat him. He, he said, she said that regularly he would uh, sexually harass her, trying to ask her out on dates, things like that. But she just was like, I'm trying to stay true to the course. So when she ended up applying for a job at the EEOC, she didn't, I don't know if she knew that he would be her boss or whatever, but she ended up under him again. Um, post her working at the EEOC, there, she said that they talked, he said that they talked on the phone two times. And one of those times he, she gave him a ride to the airport. She said that shit didn't happen, but that they had conversed on some like bullshit, whatever, like, Hey, he had called and she was like raised well. And at, she's, she has manners and she's at work. So she was like, mm, okay. And conversed. But the one thing that I do remember is that at one point there was something about a pubic hair on a can of Coca-Cola. I remember that being a part of the testimony. I remember that being a part oh. of all kinds of things. I didn't know if she was saying that he had put pubic hair on her Coke. And until this research, I realized that he was just walking around with the can of Coke that had been on his desk, picked it up and was like, who put pubic hair on my Coke? Who? What? This man was outrageous. Um, just 
ridiculous. They mentioned the fact that there was 10 years between the time that she said these events happened and his um, nomination and her bringing up and things like that. And she said, listen, I really wouldn't have said anything about anything, but y'all asked me about the man that he was and I wanted to tell you about the man that he was. I'm trying to keep doing my job. The end. She said, I just want to do my job. The thing is, is that they had multiple other women who said, yeah, they had the same type of allegations towards him. Um, but during that second hearing or whatever, they decided not to call any of those women in. They only heard from her. And then they decided to confirm his vote into the Supreme Court with a vote of 52 to 48. It was, they said, the narrowest margin in 19th century, since the 19th century. It had never been that close. They were so conflicted. Not conflicted enough, in my opinion. Not enough, because he's still there, is he not? Yeah. So, yeah, fuck that. Fuck that nigga. Yeah. What's your uh, second? Hydration. April 14th, in the Netherlands, thieves stole 20 paintings worth $500 million from the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. And they were found in an abandoned car near the museum less than an hour later. 35 minutes later, to be precise. I feel like this was one of my facts before. Oh, shit. And if it wasn't, even if we repeat facts, that would be hilarious. And I would not mind it at all because somebody else would have to tell us because we're not going to remember, right? Because we look so many facts just trying to pick facts for the year. But I feel like maybe it was. I don't know, but they found that painting 35 minutes later. You can't tell me that museum ain't got shooters on the payroll. Hilarious. Maybe it was at the Vanguard. Maybe it was another one. 35 minutes later. 35 minutes later. You sold just $500 million dollars worth of paintings. Okay. You found the abandoned Carnage Museum 35 minutes later. Why you were so spooked? You Where's had the $500 million dollars worth of money. Where, Where did, did you... Look. Because the thieves, at, where did they go? They just left it? That don't make no sense. You risk all of that just to leave it? They said, pow, pow. <laughs> that is why. Okay, you know how it go. They said, we don't give a damn. Because uh-uh. you know art museums is, what is it? Money laundering? Just like Hilarious. Firms. <laughs> they, it is. You can say art is worth however much it is. And you people can. will pay you it. Can. Because... And, you just, and that's it. What they going to say? Look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check you, boo. <laughs> That is hilarious. So yeah, that was my second fact. What's the third? All right, my third fact is my guy, my uncle, February 4th, 1991, Alex Trebek becomes the first person to host three American game shows at the same time. He was hosting Jeopardy, Classic Concentration, and a game called To Tell the Truth, which I've never seen. Um, But there is like a, a classic game show television channel and so I will I'll randomly just watch my uncle. That's the, the goatiest of all goats. My uncle in my head. May he rest in peace. Rest in peace. I love him deep. I mean, when I tell you I love Alex Trebek when he passed away, you know. <laughs> Didn't you call me too? People were like, how are you? Yes. Hey, <laughs> I was fucked up. I'm not going to lie. I was fucked up. I stopped watching Jeopardy. I can't do it anymore because... Same. I just, I don't like um, the fact that they didn't respect his wishes. He didn't say who he wanted, but he just was like, He said, oh, this person would be a good replacement for me. And it was a black woman. And then they call themselves trying to do like this whole 
process, but they had already decided on this dude that nobody wanted him. It was some guy who worked at the place, which really, if it's already someone who works at Jeopardy and we don't know them, like, who is this person, right? It's not like, I mean, but until Alex Trebek was Alex Trebek, he was just a French Canadian, right? Whatever. But like, who is this guy? And the guy that they picked had all kinds of like sexual assault or like sexual um, misconduct allegations and like nobody has time. Alex Trebek was a stand-up guy. And what yeah. you won't do is ruin his legacy by having somebody like those people that followed come afterwards. And like, there were so many complaints about all kinds of people. I cannot say anything because you know who I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. I just, I don't like the way they handled the whole situation on them because they made it a show of it and being like, oh yeah, we're going to give everybody a fair chance. You already knew who you were going to hire. Why yeah. play in my face like that? And you did not. And you did not. So I really want them to hire um, his his name just slipped my mind probably because I laughing like jokingly just was like Kuntzkente. But this it's funny because he'll, he'll so no, he was on this podcast and he literally was like Kuntzkente out. And that shit had me crying laughing. Um Gordy Jesus, Star Trek. Why can't I think of your name? Lavar Lavar Burton. I'm about you. to say Star oh, Trek. I was like Star Trek, Gordy, why can't I think of your name? Okay, but yeah, so that's my third fact. Rest in peace to the GOAT. Rest in peace, Alice Trebek. So my third fact, May 13th in the U.S. Time Magazine publishes The Thriving Cult of Greed and Power. Can you guess what it was about? Capitalism. Scientology. (laughs) That is so funny. Oh my God. And this was who? The the U.S. Times Magazine. It was an okay. highly critical of the Scientology movement. I know the U.S. Times. I know Scientology came after them hardcore. They were like, "Say my name again." And Say it again. I'm still Oh, it was it was so. Oh, I found that hilarious. That is super funny. Wow. So funny. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know that what time was the history. So. <laughs> It's the plug. The plug. Yeah. So I have the plug for this uh, this week's episode. I had it pulled up and then I pulled up something else. So give me two seconds. Is it two seconds? I it was, anticipation. I was going to say it was longer than two seconds. All right. I'm there. I got it. Okay, so the plug for this episode, Silence of the Lamb 1991, is the in-game movement. The in-game movement is the perfect gamer nightcap, hosted by a working dad who loves his family but understands needing a fucking break. Streaming on Twitch Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, the in-game movement includes a variety of gameplay genres, including sports, shooters, horror, survival, adventure, and of course, the classic throwbacks. So join the queue and watch your newest favorite streamer get a dub on Twitch at twitch.tv slash M is in Mary, F is in Frank, G is in Greg, underscore T is in Tom, H as in Harry, the number three, underscore E-N-D, that's Edward Nancy David. You can follow him on social media, on Instagram. All of this is going to be plugged because it's so many letters and it's just like M's and X's and all this stuff. And I feel like I would just like through it but we're gonna try it so instagram at x m f g x t h three e n d facebook is gonna be m f g 
T-H-3-E-N-D. Discord is um, by invites. I can put that plug on there. It'll be there. And then Twitter, Twitter it's at X-M-F-G-X-T-H-3-E-N-D. That's so much. Keeks, what you got? <laughs> so for you musicians, influencers, artists out there, uh, actors out there who want to be featured on the plug, go ahead and tag five of your followers on your favorite AMR video on IG and send us a 15 to 25 second clip of original audio to be used as transition music between segment shout outs and plugs for three episodes and we'll permanently feature you or create an original video of you enacting, reenacting your favorite line scenes from a movie or feature on the AMR IG page with active networking links for two episodes. Yeah, yeah. Because hashtag we, we are, are the, the plug. And hashtag we are the hookup. We the fuck are. Yeah. Come fuck with us. Come fuck with us. And if you don't fuck with us, That's then cool don't too. fuck with us. Look, <laughs> I don't I know. know. I that was man. a threat that was empty as hell. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, okay. So, cakes. What do your lenses look like? I was like, what? No, you said cakes. Cakes. It sounded like cake. And I was like, what's weird? Where's cake? (laughs) (laughs) Got excited. What the fuck? Look, I love a sweet, but my Mm. lenses are my monocle with the laughing white skull in it because Halloween in spooky town with a pocket watch attachment because I'm clapping you niggas. That's it. That's it. All right. What your lenses look like? Uh, as I'm writing more hashtags down, um, I, my <laughs> my lenses are my legless, frameless, look like uh, Morpheus, blue slick, balance on my nose. Have the little metal chain hanging down with my metal uh, gunmetal Afro picks hanging from the outside, down by the chains. Yes. So if you want to let us know what your lenses look like and how you're reviewing these new beats, hit us up at T-O-A-M-R-P-O-D at gmail.com. And that's Tasha Octavia Amari, Michaela Rochelle, Pamela Octavia Disdick at gmail.com. Yeah. Don't follow us on Snapchat. Follow us on everything else because I'm not going to do We not. I'm, we just not. Yeah. We, we, we trying to get socials. We're trying to get social on that bitch. But we got we got two main ones and we got this website. So go ahead and follow us on all of that. Please and thanks. All right, Keeks. What's the movie synopsis? The movie synopsis. A young FBI cadet must receive the help of an incarcerated and manipulative cannibal killer to help catch another serial killer, a madman who skins his victims. Probably should have read this before I said because I have so I many really questions. Have, bro. So many questions. I feel Ooh. like where is the nah? Because where's the one I had? Because I feel like I got the, that one from IMDb. Okay. Do I have a synopsis this time? Because sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. See, oh, that's the one I have, and I really must not have read it all the way through. Okay. Look, I just I really just be copying and pasting. I don't know. I guess you know what, and that's the thing. I find it, I copy it, paste it, I don't look at it again. That that's, that's I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what this movie is about. Sure. Definitely. All right. Well, then let's get into the actors. I have. Let's see. Um, five, six. I should have. I should have had one more. I'm gonna be honest. I have four. I'm like five, six. I have two, four, five. I should have had six. I have five. Who is your fifth? That okay? So wait, who is your first? Anthony the Hopkins. 
You like to save the best for last. Oh, so we saving Jodie Foster for last? No. Anthony Hopkins is the Hannibal Lecter. You got yeah. Let's let's complex. say Hannibal Okay, you got hero complex. All right, so Anthony he Hopkins was weird uh, in this one. Okay, Anthony Hopkins is weird in general. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sir Philip Anthony Hopkins CBE, which we figured out is that additional um, added to the end of a name that gives you like, ooh, it's the he highest. He is knighted by the highest of the high. Okay, <laughs> he is a Welsh actor, director, and producer. One of Britain's most recognized and prolific actors this dude has two academy awards three british film awards a british academy television award two primetime emmy awards and a lawrence oliver award uh lawrence olivier olivier is that how you pronounce that olivier oh how yes he has also received an honorary golden globe award and a bafta fellowship for lifetime achievement from the british um academy of film and television Arts, which I just realized is what I read that because I was like, oh, that's what BAFTA means. <laughs> we learn something new every day. Every <laughs> I day. did not know. It's so funny. <laughs> um, he has all, he said that he always had a knack for scaring people, even when he was growing up. He said that when he was a child in his Welsh little town, that he could just scare people. Like he would look at them and they would be visibly frightened by his presence. And so he knew that he had that ability when he was young. But he started, um, he started acting in college and was spotted by V. Lawrence Olivier himself while in college. And I think that he was kind of mentored by the guy. So for him to turn around and get that award is like, you better give it to him. <laughs> Your protege. Your protege. Who else would you give it to? So from 1960 to 1968, he was exclusively theater. Mm -hmm. um, but he didn't get his film debut until The Lion in Winter. But he did this. Uh, do you know The Elephant Man? I've heard of it. It's, so his, his real name is Joseph Merrick. He is a man who was born with severe deformities. And he was first exhibited at a freak show under the name. The Elephant Man, but they did a movie, a 1980 movie, and he is featured as that person. And it received eight Academy Award nominations. Okay, so let's add that to the list. I am very fascinated on how they tackled that. I want to see, and you know it's going to be out of pocket. Ooh, should we add it to the deliberately out of pocket? Um... It might be. It might be, but it got so many awards. They're probably like, why didn't they? Uh... Some of them are watching. Look. We could we could talk shit about it, but we, could. we put it on the list, and we will definitely talk shit about it if it's if it's a shit worthy movie. But yeah, he's <clears throat> this man is his acting list is long. He did the long. Mask of Zorro, How to Grinch No Christmas, all the Thors. He was in uh yeah all the Thors. He was in um. See, every time I think to bring something up, it's it's literally because I'm tired. Let me not. Let me just go based off my notes. Because I literally read it and was like, oh, I'll be able to remember that. So I didn't put it in my notes. And here I am, exhausted and unable to remember. So I'm going off my notes. Um, he has a side hustle as a composer. That's what my note says. In 1983, yes. he released a single called Distant Star, which peaked at number 75 on the UK singles chart. Um, he... He is renowned for his ability to remember his lines. He was in the movie Amistad and he was, I believe he was a lawyer in the movie, but he has a monologue that lasts for however many minutes, but it look, literally took seven pages typed out, right? Oh my and God. 
he delivered his monologue in one take and they took and kept that one take. It was so fucking good. They said that he is a method actor that he will, he said that he will recite things to himself a hundred times if he needs to. He'll say every line in the movie that he has a hundred times, 200 times if he needs to, because he wants to be able to get it right. Um, He does it so well to the point that he will ad lib other things and it throws off other actors who don't practice as much because he'll come in and say exactly what he was supposed to and something else that adds to the scene. He understands the feeling of it. He understands that it'll get the reaction that the director wants, but the actors will be like, what the fuck? That's not, hey, y'all cut. (laughs) So (laughs) interesting, interesting. So... Yeah, I ain't got nothing else except he got his Hollywood Walk of Hollywood Wall start on the Walk of Fame. Lord English. Yeah, okay, we can make it. Look, and yeah, he do classical music. So bless on the dude. Um, he's been, well. The one thing is that he's been married three times. He has a daughter from his first marriage, um, and the two of them are estranged. I looked at looked her up. Her name is Abigail Hopkins, and she's a British jazz artist. Um, he did an interview in 2017 with the Desert Sun and reported that he had been diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, which un- makes it understandable why he memorizes the things that he does, why he acts, why a method actor the way that he does, why he actually falls into that um, character and does these things. So, other than that, I can't be mad at him for beefing with his daughter. I don't know, y'all. I, but what I did read was that she said that growing up, she spent maybe one one or two times a year with him. Um, he wasn't around, and he was a drinker. And oh, yeah, I did see that he was a recovering alcoholic. He's a recovering alcoholic. And her mom and that man broke up when she was only four months. So, I cannot whatever her trauma is, I'm gonna say it's valid for her. Um, should we be fans? I'm gonna say, yeah, cause not my dad. And I got my own shit with my dad, which makes me, if you say fuck him, I say fuck him. But also, <laughs> but it works and yeah. I wanna see how he did Elephant Man and then I'm gonna I always wanna decide after I see some of y'all it's certain roles that I'm like, how did you portray this if you did it right or not? Where there's like, oh, do I like you? Right. <laughs> so. I, I get that. Um, I have Jodie Foster next. Jodie Foster was my first. Okay, let's get into it. Little Miss uh, Freaky Friday, Little Miss Alicia Christian Foster, because that is her full name. Her siblings uh, call her Jodie, so that's why I stuck. Um, I but, literally didn't have any notes because I said we've already discussed her. We She's did, but and a couple other things. I put loves things black American but married because <laughs> we remember yeah. that she has her um her degree from I can't remember what the school is, but it's in like Africa. Africa Yale. Economies. Oh, Yale she, under she Henry. Did it under, mm-hmm. I remember so, that. We did. Um, Silence of the Lamb was one of her favorite roles, and she actually tried to purchase the film rights because she read the novel, and it actually featured a real female hero. hero. And she was like, the plot was not about steroids and brawn, but about using your mind and your inf- insufficiencies to combat the villain. Mm. So, yeah. Other than that, she had... She was a director. She owned a company. It closed in 2001. She did Panic Room. Like, we did talk about her. So. We, yeah. Should we be yeah. fans? Yeah, we fans. Yeah. 
she's been through too much and she's a survivor. She's a survivor. Um, Ted. Not the song I thought you would go with, but okay. What did you think I was going to say? She's a survivor. What? I knew that's what you like. But you know I love country music. (laughs) Hilarious. Okay. Um, Who's your third? Oh, okay. So, yeah. I had uh, Scott Glenn, Jack Crawford. Okay. He is my fourth. Let's get it. Scott Glenn. American actor. I said, boy. Then why you looked at? She was like, she was running like I'm Native American, and then they tested her. Career, she was like, Nah, I'm not. I don't really know his life. I don't know his life. But I said, Oops, Sada. <laughs> he could really be Native American, and he would be like, Bitch, Sada, I bet. I don't know his life. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh my gosh. Done. Um, oh my God. Um, during his childhood, he was regularly ill. He was bedridden for a year. He had scarlet fever. Um, and I think somewhere in there it said that he read a lot and like that kind of got him interested in the theaters and arts and you know. I bet you his ass was inoculated. I, I bet you his parents was like everything you got, shoot him up. <laughs> but his first was in Apocalypse Now, which I have actually seen that because it was part of like an English assignment. In sure was, me grade too. School. When oh, I tell you, I don't remember. School. Yeah, in like Am I 12, something K through twelve. Oh, grade school to me, I thought that was like elementary. Okay, my bad. That just mean K through twelve. Yeah. That means primary. <laughs> you mean primary school? I got you. I got primary you. School. Right. Okay. I was, I was like grade you. school. What British no. ass? Look at you. What you been watching? I'm in grade one. Look at you all doing I don't. When I tell you, I don't remember nothing from that movie because we had to read the book and then we had to watch the movie. And Isn't like, it the movie? It's so the much. the movie is based off of what is the? I can't think of what the book is. I think the book is also called Apocalypse Now. Is it not? Uh uh-uh, uh, it's called something else. I know what you're talking about. It's where that was the into war and he's like in the jungle or. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he made his Broadway de- debut in 1965 with The Impossible Years. Um, um fans, meh, he's worked, but I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't really have a lot going on with him. Oh no! What's going on? It's because my fucking phone was ringing, even with it on Do Not Disturb. I'm sitting here like, why can I not hear anything, even with it on Do Not Disturb? God, you guys, eventually I'm going to have to stop doing this on my phone because it doesn't matter what I do. People can disturb us. And that's going to be something that like becomes an irritant for me. I apologize. I am very sorry. Because we're over here, like, in the Discord, like, what's going on? What we Talk doing? to you. Type, 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 type. Girl, I'm loud, loud. Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. Oh, fuck. 
Smile. If I had to send him a text, be like, I'm busy for the next five hours, don't talk to me. I thought the do not disturb was that message. It's not. I really, I don't think they, they really should have something where they'd be like, hey, this person doesn't want to be bothered for like five hours if you call. In real life. Like in the, the- <laughs> Siri or Cortana or whoever, Alexa. Fuck. I'm not going to stress about that. I'm sorry, guys. Anyways, okay. My third is Ted Levine. Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. Ted Levin. Levine. Levine. I don't know. Adam Levine, Ted Levine. That's why I went there. I said Adam Levine. I said, we're going to maroon five it. That's how it's going to go. We're going to maroon five it. So Ted Levine is best known for his role in Silence of the Lamb. He's an American actor. Yeah. Frank Theodore, both his doctors, both his doctors are parents. Both his parents are doctors. <laughs> and he was raised in Oak Park, Illinois, which I believe is a suburb outside of Chicago. Um, which, you know, he grew up in in areas that are cold, which if it snows, y'all automatically tougher than me. Mm. If you grew Never. up in a place where it snows, I don't know what y'all, what? Somebody said the other day that shoveling snow builds character. And I said, you know what else builds character? Catching the bus. Look, catching the bus. There's so many character. other things. I just am not the one. So Be whatever. Black Bill's character shit. <laughs> okay, that's enough for me. I shouldn't have to uh, shovel snow if I'm also black. The fact that it is a negative degrees in the winter time for y'all is racist as fuck. Everybody black should be able to stay home and stay paid. Because what? My skin isn't uh, made for that. Call me out when the sun's back. Please and thank you. That's me. That's me. <laughs> I'm so done. Um, <laughs> And we are, we are. He was the sociopathic voice of uh, the trucker Rusty Nail in Joyride with Paul Walker. Wow, really? Yeah, that's why I, I thought that was very cool. He works. He has a lot of TV roles, but the man works. Um, I thought that that was very cool. He's he's active. Um, his face to me is more familiar as an older man. When I saw him in this movie, and I saw okay. Ted Levine, I don't know your name, but I know your face. When he popped up, face looks Buffalo, very much. I was like, I don't know young Buffalo Bill, but older Buffalo Bill, older I Ted do. Levine, I know him. Jurassic I just, World, Fast and Furious. Yeah. I was like, you look familiar, sir. I know you. So, I mean, he keeps his personal life under wraps. I can't say if we should be a fan of him. He's not necessarily making waves. So, I feel like, yeah, I mean, he's been active since 81, though. I give you that because baby, I ain't did nothing since 81. That, uh, not even, I wasn't even alive. <laughs> Look, so, so that was all four of my who's your fifth? So, my fifth is um, his name is Anthony Hield, and he plays uh, the psychiatrist at the hospital, Frederick Chilton. Oh my God, I hated him. Yes. Let's go I just, that. I felt like, okay, so I I was like, but really who I wanted to put in was the lady who played, um, what was her name? Charlotte? Shit, what was her name? The Black Best Friend. No, um, the senator's daughter. Uh, Caroline. I wanted to put her in there. Whatever your name is, child, sounded like my great grandma. You, you know who I was talking to. Oh, um, name you any day. I really want to put her in there because her role, <laughs> she had a more impactful role than I realized. 
Um, which maybe I guess we could real quick, but Anthony Hill is an American actor. He's the son of, a son of an editor and a graduate of Michigan State University. He is a voice. He has recorded over 60 audiobooks or books on tapes, including Where the Red Fern Grows. He's done The Pelican Brief. He did Jurassic Park, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. And he's done multiple versions of Star Wars on audiobook for libraries. I said we should be fans just because he does work for libraries. What? Keep them shits active. Please and thank you. Support your local library. They're honestly the only place that you can go to for free nowadays, which is very disturbing the way capitalism has enriched its roots and everything. Right, right. For real. So if we wanted to get into uh, the lady who plays, what's her name? Catherine? Yeah, her real name Brooke Smith. You probably know yeah. her better as Dr. Erica Hahn from Grey's Anatomy. I ain't even yeah. seen Grey's Anatomy. Oh my God, I forget that. But you blessed that you haven't because it's drama. <laughs> Look, that's what I figured. Oh my God. I'm like, what did y'all got drama for? You doctors, go doctor. Bruh, because doctors be fucking. Each other? Yes, they be at the hospital together all the time. They fucking. So I guess you got, I mean, you ain't you ain't got time to go home and find somebody. So I guess you would okay. fuck at work. I just find that so messy. Like, why would you fuck somebody at work? I just, mm, mm. that's messy. <laughs> Don't, yeah, you know, but doctors, they are literally around each other. They work in these 10 and 12 hour, 15 hour shifts. They're all 20 hours on, 40 hours off, you know. Eh. Where do you find time to fuck? Where do you, you know find what? Um, So she was born in New York City. Her dad was a publisher. Her mom was a publicist. And she has been in multiple films. She, yes, I don't know if The Moderns was her first because it's a quick overview because I just really wanted to include her. But she was pretty awesome. She's married to a cinematographer by the name of Steve Lubinsky. And they have uh, (laughs) an adopted Ethiopian little baby. They have a baby that they born to themselves and then they have a little adopted Ethiopian baby, which I think is hilarious. Um, And... Who the fuck is Jeff Buckley? She was my roommates with singer Jeff Buckley. Yeah, you we, see me scared. You scan the same pages because I'm like, babe, I don't know none of this. She and is I, everywhere, though. She really does work. I say, um, really, no matter the race of the child, if you're willing to adopt a child, then you're probably awesome. And so I'll be a fan. Um, question and transracial adoptions have been. I, I follow a lot of transracial uh, adoptees Ooh. on TikTok. I follow a lot of uh, adopted children period on TikTok because mm-hmm. that's not an experience that I would have mm-hmm. because but it's also good to know how that system works and how it would work if you were someone who potentially want to adopt mm-hmm. and the things to keep in mind so reserve and judgment okay I like that reserve and uh, skeptical yep alright <laughs> uh, I'm for it I like that thank you for that um, the director of the film was Jonathan Dim. Uh, he's an American filmmaker. He did Silence of the Lamb, which Silence of the Lambs, which won him an Academy Award for Best Director. And then he also did Philadelphia in 1993 and Rachel Getting Married in 2008, which also got him the same um, Academy Awards for Best Directors. He won the Academy Awards in all major categories. So Best Picture, Director, Screenplay, Actor, Actress. He do it. The man like, does it. When he do it, he do it well. Uh, he did an adaptation of Toni Morrison's Beloved. Beloved. A, Beloved, my bad. Mm. And a documentary on Jimmy Carter, which reasonably... <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he also does concert filming, which is pretty interesting. That I'm now like I have a definite hard no for should I be a fan, and that's because in 2009 he signed a petition in support of Roman Polanski, who had been detained while traveling to a film festival in relation to that 1977 sexual abuse charge, which we talked about with. Um, with like, Rosemary Baby? Uh, yeah, because it was his film, right? That had to have been it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were saying, the petition was arguing that uh, film festivals have been a traditional place of where people can come and show their works freely and safely and that arresting a filmmaker in a natural, in a neutral condition leaves um, open the ability for other people to be prosecuted. And the argument of that is maybe own up to your shit face for your crimes, you wouldn't be running. Like, come on, nigga. <laughs> So I'm not a fan of him. But when he does his work as far as a director, he does it well. And two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So I like, I like, it turns out I like the, some of the movies that he does. I just don't like that. Unfortunately, you're just not a good person. Not. <laughs> What's the uh, production company looking like? How much money did they spend? That's what I want to know. Woo, woo. Okay, so Ryan company that produced in film was from 78 to 1999 and they also did some television stuff from 1980s to the early 1990s so that production company is gone i don't know if they got bought out or what but they spent 19 million dollars on Damn. maybe that's how they went into the i mean this they got their money <laughs> back don't how get much? me wrong they got what? it back i'm just saying they, they broke were, even or oh they got it got it 272.7 million dollars worth of revenue Damn, and I mean, but I mean, so what are the competing movies? Because maybe 1991 wasn't a year of hitters. And this is not in any like, any, like old top grossing movies because some of those were just not memorable in my opinion. Uh, uh-huh. So, Thelma and Louise, Riders, uh, <laughs> good. We got The Beauty and the Beast from Disney. The animated one? Oh, fucking right. Yeah, Disney was like, I'm gonna compete. Okay. Uh, we got the original Adams Family. Yes, hitters. Uh, we got Hook with Robin Williams and Dante oh Basta. Like they was, they was competing, and then we got Boys in the Hood for the Come- niggas out there. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait until get we get into this black ass season. We about to get. Uh, we thought we were black as hell before. It's about to get black. Yeah, and if you. Ain't black, you can't say it. Say it. You ain't black, you bet not say the shit. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody can say nigga, results may vary. The consequences are yours. Look. <laughs> That's it. Captain Planet on that ass. <laughs> that is all up to you. Oh, results may vary. Okay. That is so funny. All right, well, let's get into the review then. What are your categories? I literally had to watch this and then think of my categories after I watched it this time. And then go through your notes. I think I'm probably going to start doing that because I my categories, I put it in a very specific spot on the paper and then I always end up struggling. All right. So I and I realized when it comes to scary movies, my categories are pretty consistent. I like I like to say the same shit. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> I have God. <laughs> because yes. Uh, I have two a rookie, which is like rookie mistakes or just things that I was like, oh my God. Know, 
Um, now, was that necessary is my fourth. Ooh, shit. is <laughs> my fifth. Hair on the back of my neck is up is my sixth. Hmm. Pondering thinking face is the seventh. She is smart. Is <laughs> and girl, what is number nine? <laughs> what are your categories? So I only got seven categories. So I have misogyny. Mm-hmm. I have waste of taxpayers' money. I have funny. I have bitch follow directions. <laughs> because what? what? That can't I have too many. Oh, anyway, we'll get into it. Let's go. I got bitch what? That, yeah. I, I have transphobia question mark. And then I have this is a white. It's a white. It's a white. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Oh. View. Oh. So opening that scene, we in the woods for some reason. I was like, why are we in the woods and why are we in the I said, okay. I hate when they said that it was Quantico because they told us the location before they started giving us all the like words and stuff. And I was like, okay. I missed that because all I saw was like actor name, actor name, title of the movie, and this bitch is just running in the woods. And I'm like, yeah, it said Quantico, and I was like, okay, she's running this course on her own, and it's foggy as shit. I said, so y'all trying to let me know she's strong and fearless off top because I'm not running through the fog for shit. That you can't what crazy. Um. I said, mm, you let me know what kind of inner she got. And, you know, you could see that she had been doing it. She was all sweaty and stuff. Um, and then somebody runs out to tell her that she's wanted in the office. And she has to go this long ass route. I feel like she went through every part of the building. But did you notice all she passed was men going to go see Crawford? I was like, you got y'all got a base in the woods. First off, money. What? Well, Quantico, I guess it's got to be secret. If you know, if you could just roll up on it, then all the FBI would be at dangerous. Waste of taxpayers' money. Y'all ain't doing shit. She so. walks past an office, and then she's all, some black man's like, oh, you looking for Crawford? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, go that way. And I'm like, do you not know where this man's office is? Because you went through the whole damn building, ma'am. Apparently not. And she get there, and there's pictures of dead bodies in the office. Mind you, I still haven't seen this uh, Quantico thing you talk about. I was like, we... I'm very confused. You are obviously military of some sort. Yes, they were at Quantico. This is Quantico is the FBI trainer training center, right? Yeah, I so didn't get that I did. <laughs> You are so funny. That miss you missing that little part. Adam, me so so like, what are we doing? Hilarious. Okay, well, this. All right, got you, got you. So she walks into the office. Bill Skins Fifth is up there. The crime scene pictures are motherfucking gruesome. Um, then they were talking about how Crawford comes in and he's like, you know, this is the behavioral science unit, blah, blah, blah. So I said, oh, the BAU, AKA criminal minds. That's my motherfucking show. Okay. Cause I was like, one, I thought Crawford would be older. I don't know. His name just sounds older. Crawford. Crawford. Hilarious. <laughs> Crawford sounds like, like an old nigga name. I don't know. I thought he would just be much older. And then he Crawford was like, sound like his ears. And I was like, okay, this nigga handing out jobs. Okay. And then I said, okay, so then he identified, he acknowledges she is a rookie. And I said, so we're sending a rookie in to handle one of this. He said it was his hardest case to break. Why are we sending her in? Look, waste of taxpayers' money. Again. So then they said that this, this person to talk to, um, I don't know if they had said his name yet, but I'm going to go talk to him. Hannibal the cannibal. 
Hannibal the cannibal has no connection to Buffalo Bill, but they need the criminology. So they wanted to go in and talk to him. Okay. Now, so, my thing is, they was like, we don't expect much, but we got to say we tried. But why are you sending this rookie, this rookie to do that? So it was just very weird. I said, uh, I'm questioning. So then the doctor in charge is Dr. Chilton, and he is gross. He He's is gross. gross. The psychiatrist is harassing her and then gets annoyed when she's not necessarily interested and wants to handle things on her own. And he's like talking to her real sharp after she's like, after she says she's uninterested in dating, he starts talking to her sharp. But then when she says, hey, if he doesn't like you already, let me walk in there by myself. And he's like, you could have saved me the trip and told me that upstairs. And she's like, oh, but then I wouldn't have had the pleasure of your company. So it's yeah. kind of like her using her wiles to be like, ah, ha, ha, I got you to talking, even though I knew I didn't want nothing from you just because you are thinking what you did. Yeah, she had a lot of rules too. Don't get too personal. Don't get too close to that glass. Some other Crawford told her. Like, Crawford told her all kinds of rules, and then the um, Dr. Chilton told her all kinds of rules about how to conduct herself in the room. And I think that's probably where you was like, she not paying the fuck attention bitch, because one of the directions rules, don't get close rules, to the glass. Don't get close to the glass and don't answer no personal questions about yourself because that's not the type of man you want knowing your life. That's what Doctor. That's what Crawford told her from jump. So I said, mm, okay. Uh, she walks into the area where he's being kept, and I thought it was just going to be him. And then it turns out there was other people there. But you have two black men attending. Mm -hmm. The medical attendants, and all white, you know, whatever. Wait, before that, he ate a nurse's face, and I low-key wanted them to show the picture, and I was sad they didn't because they were talking. Like, I had to save a little bit of his face. We need you to understand. Like he is all good. He is crazy. So they like, don't give him no pins, no nothing. nothing. Like, don't give him shit. He will fuck your shit up with anything he has available. So I said, like, okay. Um, and she's in there talking to Barney. Barney's the only attendant whose name that I caught. I think that's really the only black person whose name they said, which is a pin in that because what the fuck. Um, but Barney, yeah. the, the attendant, he, he, he's like, I'll be watching you. And they have cameras everywhere. They area downstairs is surveyed. Yeah. Um, that high from the other prisoner, that high, I don't know why that was funny. I was probably sleep deprived. <laughs> that shit was that, so funny. That dude was weird. Um, and then we got they, to my son, I can smell your cunt. He was massaging. I said mm -hmm. that was cool. I wonder if it was written into the story. Um, I don't I know. but how I really want to read the book. I do. The book um, is the novel is by Thomas Harris. I do have that written down because I do want to write. I do want to read the book. Um, but he, no. I wonder if he was making it. These are the worst of the worst. Are down damn near the base. It's the highest form of security. They have to go through so many levels to get out to freedom from that area. So these people, Migs is nasty, and no. her walking past him, she just was like. Now, the way when she gets to uh, Hannibal Lecter's, like, little cell, and he's just standing in the middle, that was so funny to me. I don't know why. Black, I, I was, I, oh, hell no. I was the like, that was so was funny to me. Sick. I was like, damn, he just, I said, said I, I'm expecting guests, and then this nigga was ready. I literally wrote the gaze. His gaze at her is terrifying. Why is he looking at her? like that i would immediately be like 
uh, everything. Are you okay? Are you open to talking? Like, is this a good time? Because he just was stern at her. I said, oh, no. Mm-mm. And then he fucking sniffed the air in identity she would normally wear and she has on now. I said, oh, fuck, no. That was scary, but she broke the rules straight up. He was like, closer. Show me your ID closer. Mind you, again, I, this is where I found out that we was FBI. I was like, FBI? And then I was like, student, bitch. I was suing. Okay. Got on. Now, my I'm, thing was that she came close, but it wasn't close enough to be grabbed because there wasn't like, there was barely holes in there and stuff. They just were like, don't come close because if he gets anything too close. close. But he that was too close in my opinion. I feel it. I feel it because she did have that one. Ass up. So he asked what Meg said, and I was like, "Why you want to know what Meg said?" That was weird. She and he said, and she repeats it, and he says, "Well, I will, I for one can't." Which I think it was supposed to comfort her because he was actively telling her what she smelled like. You smell like this today, but normally you wear this. And he said, "What did Meg say?" And she says, "He said he could smell my cunt." And he said, "Well, I can't," which is kind of like. like this. I weird things that I smell is puss. So go ahead and you know let that not be a worry for you. I don't know. It was very weird. Um, but, and then seeing her like they're kind of going back and forth, and he asks why Buffalo Bill is called Buffalo Bill. Says it was a joke in Kansas City, and someone said he skins his humps, and I said, "Oh, that's disgusting." Because it's, it's, they were, the women weren't sexually assaulted. His victims weren't sexually abused. Um, but they still said it in that way of them, of women being used and being disposable. And Buffalo Bill was using them in that way, but it was just a disgusting reference. And I felt like it, it was really, um, it, of the energy of the men, right? No, that I she was dealing with and having to deal with in this profession. I didn't understand. First off, I, I thought from the get go, she she just did not have control of the situation. She, my, to my understanding, right now, you supposed to go down there and get this questionnaire filled out. Then all of a sudden, he talking about Buffalo Bill, and you tell him all this information about Buffalo Bill. Why? Follow directions. Yes, and he's asking questions, and he's like, "Well, what do you think?" And she's like, "Yeah, this, that, and the third. And he's like, "Well, I didn't have any trophies." And he's, she's like, "Nope, you ate yours." And he kind of yeah. smirked. It kind of, yeah, you're right. It, it it kind of amused him that she like was like yeah bro, um I did think that and this is a side it was kind of a side note, the setup of the whole of the of the set like mm-hmm. for them to have this what was supposed to be a glass and then to be separated the fact that there was no shine there was no reflection off the glass and the fact that you knew it was like some type of pl- it had thick whatever the way that it was set up and that you could not see anything it scared the fuck out of me i know really? it wasn't meant to that directorial like them not showing and not having any time where the camera showed a thickness between glass fucked with me i knew the glass was there there was no reflection and they never showed it and it fucked with me mm. <sighs> so that <laughs> and had to write it so that was that mm. I like the little read he gave her. You know what you look like to me with your good bag and your cheap shoes. 
nothing. I, I fucking love that. She but said we, that she was a generation removed from poor white trash. I said, well, good goddamn. He's obviously a good psychiatrist. <laughs> and she obviously is still just do not have control of this little interaction. He's playing her like a fiddle. He is. He is. And then he turned around and talked about having like kind of trying to control her emotions and she's unable to and he's seeing it. And then he tells her about how he on somebody's liver with Chikiante and, and Keanu. And why the fuck did he he said her this man is him doing an ad thing thing fucked with people. Lines that he was supposed to give that his was all him. The fuck Anthony Hopkins. That noise was funny, but that whole little counter after he read her and was like, Well what about you? You you eat people. I was just like bitch he knows he eats people. And he's not he, he, he does, he's not protruded by that. Like what what was what that he do? to do? He seasoned it up and fried it. Maybe that's he like it. Get your rookie ass out of here. You know? So she's about to leave. She's like figuring out don't know where he don't want to talk for real. She she you know, is leaving and Migs is like, oh my hand, I cut my hand. I don't know why she slowed up, but he threw nuts in her face. It on her cheek and in her hair. And oh, I thought it landed in her eye. I was like, oh. And whether it was eye, like, and it was, it might have been eye, because it was, the cheek is too close to the eye for me to think that it did. Yeah. Oh. Hannibal was pissed. He disrespected it. He said, and he also warned her, um, Meg can go again, which he's literally, he will do that to you again, so he needs to hurry out of here, but I'm going to give you a little bit of information and get the fuck. Find this Moffitt person. M-O-F-E-T. Moffitt. Moffitt. Mm-hmm. Moffitt. And she has this flashback. Um, she gets, and she's having this flashback. He was kind of her, her parents were kind of country, didn't have that accent, but her dad was a cop. Mm-hmm. Flash her, greeting her dad outside. outside. She has her jacket on and stuff. Don't show her going to the bathroom, washing her face or nothing. But she comes outside and she's emotional. She cries. She traumatized. Now I want to back up because by this time, I think Hannibal is hilarious. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I think this nigga is funny. That between that noise and the whole fly, 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 I was like, nigga, you are funny. <laughs> so I, that's just my mindset with all of this so far. Just to let you. So that was the, yeah. okay. Yes, yes. So she's going on a run with her buddy then. And this is the one black woman in this entire movie. And this was kind of the point that I wanted to make. I am kind of frustrated with the fact that black people were sprinkled on like parsley. This was 1991. And I have, let me see, I have her name because I wrote it her by name. She pops up multiple times. And if you look on IMDb or if you look on Google or whatever, her character has a name. Where is it? I have it. Honestly, uh-huh. she was the fourth black person, but the other three was in service roles. That's it. And she was one of the few people that was like, had a job or whatever. Her name is... Oh, man. I can't find it fast enough because my handwriting is jacked up. I don't know, whatever. We'll get to it. Because I just was like, I wish that she had her character name. Yeah, her character. Her name is Miss Cassie Lemons in real life. In the in the movie, she was our. They never said her name. 
she pops up multiple they times. They, she they said it as when she starts speaking, they say her name, and which we'll get to later okay. on because that okay. bothered the fuck out of me. Yeah, I just was like, mm, okay, all right. So um, she, they're running, and the men, there's a group of men running past him, and they all have to turn and look. And I'm like, and I feel like that. I feel like this whole like little training situation is like trying to display like the misogyny within it. Cause agree. Be- before that, she was she was crying, and then she was shooting, and then she had that simulation, and she died during the simulation because she didn't check her corner. Yes, and they was like, uh, I feel like that was like, oh well, good. They say good job to the dude, but like, yeah, you died. fucked up. Why did you fuck up? Da, 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 da. Yeah, so, and I definitely think that there was like, like I said, I think there was they were trying to show. I think that she has to deal with the Kansas City, um, the Kansas City team saying that. And like those little comments were showing the misogyny, them looking and leering, and them not paying attention. I wish, like, it's not like she could have punched them in the face or anything, but like, whatever. Um, but and hears that himself pretty much um, left his request, like at his behest. He's like been talking to him and doing his his shit. And at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the night, because like that nigga just literally whispered something in your ear enough to make you swallow your tongue. And he's he is he is uh the not I was gonna say cubicles. He is cells away from you. How is he? Like, what did he say? How he whispered? Look, and that it really came up the, the picture. Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear. I think that's what happened <sighs> in my mind. Hey, that's and I'm just like. Up. That's hilarious. It was so funny to me. But we get back to Moffat again, and he's like, we, and she has Moffitt. she has put that shit together. She said he's talking to me in code, and she got it. So she has found his storage, and the that has been prepaid for the past ten years. Bitch, that's money. Where you get that money? That's money. You got. What? But you know what? He was a psychiatrist. He was not. He was. He oh was God, not some poor dude. Yeah. He he was out here. He was. He probably had a private practice. He had multiple patients that were just his. She um gives him a call, literally lifting up the gate with a tire industrial jack. jack. I was like, is that standard in y'all cars back then? That everybody's supposed to have a jack, but I said, if this this jack was getting to it, okay? She said that thing was lifting, and it's only going to go so high because it's only supposed to be lifting a car, and it can't lift the car so high. So she has to shimmy her way down under there, and I said, girl, uh," so I was so happy when she gave... I was so happy when she gave that man a card and said, if anything happens to me or if this goes down, whatever, call some people. And he said, okay, let them know I'm here. And he said, okay. Because he said, I would ask for help, but my driver does not like anything physical. He drives. And I respect that because that is what I'm getting paid to do. Do your job and nothing more, nothing less. Okay. So I really respected that. Now, Um, I was fully prepared for there to be a dead body in this thing. So I'm like, oh, damn, it's just regular home shit, like a storage unit is supposed to be. Now, but but then there was a car in there, and I said, oh, this is a nice old-ass car. But when she went around to the other side, I said, is that a goddamn hearse? It looked like a hearse. It looked like a hearse. Because I was like, the American flag covering a body. Nope, it's a car. And then I said, what the fuck is this mannequin? It's just sitting there with like a cigarette in its mannequin fingers. And I was like, this is very with weird. No head, but it's very well dressed. And I'm just very like, well dressed. I said, That's okay. weird. This is interesting. So I said, okay. And then and she was like, looking through stuff. 
and he over here just flit, and it's a motherfucking head in a jar. I was like, was that real? Bro, that was a head in a jar. So um, she figures out then also Hester Moffat is an anagram for yes. the rest of me. Yes. Because she go back to Hannibal and he's like, oh, it turns out he rented the garage, nigga. And but she accepts a towel from him. I just I don't feel so comfortable accepting from anything from a jump, from jump. Number one, his cage is too damn dark. It was. It was it very was, much. You was literally talking to a dark box. What are we doing? He hands you the towel and then you didn't see him. It just out the little thing and she took it and said, Thank you. How you how he got clean towel? Like not like that, but like he got he got clean towels to offer you in some motion. How you know he ain't pee on it? A nigga just how you know he not come through your dead skin cells from it and just been like, ooh, a sick. Like, like he likes to eat skin, girl. Literally. Uh-huh. And then he sitting there watching TV and knew that she was bleeding. And he's like, Oh, you're bleeding. You know, he can smell it, baby. He eats flesh. It's what he do. I don't like. He's a kind of sore. Like I this, am very much. She is, she is bothering me. She is bothering me is, by this point. He is the Gordon Ramsay. He is <laughs> a flesh eating. A flesh eating. <laughs> what? He is the Anthony Bourdain of researching, cooking it up, and eating that shit. He said no reservations. I what know are we doing? I know how to stop the bleeding. I know when the blood the blood is most fresh. Oh I know how my to god! <sighs> so he's like, ask me about Buffalo Bill, and I'm like, why are you so obsessed with this nigga? But I remember why is she previously... answering questions? Why is he, he's answering? He's she said quid pro quo. So they going back and forth, but why? It was weird. It was weird. And wow. yeah, because he was like, oh, yeah, this is the, the, that I didn't kill him. But like, yeah, he was I just I left him where I saw him. And, and I, I said, so him. not he said, I left him how I found him. Except and she said, so the makeup and he said, oh, I did a little something. But he, it was from a fledgling killer. And I, I literally put fledgling killer in quotes because I was like, what? And she caught on to it, too. And was like, what did you mean by that? And that's was the benefit of the quid pro quo. He wanted answers about her and she needed answers about what he knew. So they're going back and forth. And she looks around, finally the light comes on. He says, thanks to Barney, because he's still polite. And she's like, wait, you're drawing. Said, oh, the drawings were taken down as punishment for Migs. The gospel program oh. is also a punishment for Migs. Oh, before that, he was like, oh, because uh, the question he asked her, do you think Jack Crawford wants you sexually? And he was, she was like, oh, that's something Miggs would say. Not anymore with that little smirk. Because yeah. he knows he killed him and he gets he knows, off dude. on it. He does that power. He loves it. He's um, a psychiatrist. Of course. He's a psychiatrist. Psychologist. He's a sociopath. Yeah. Uh, so he, at that point, is literally... Uh, negotiating a move to be able to he's like you want my help I need some things because she was like who decapitated your patient help me catch buff- I'll I help you catch Buffalo Bill if you help me know a little bit more about you he said I don't want to be here I want to view he's like I need this I need something different I've been in this place for eight years this ain't it so not. she's like I'll, I'll see what I can do and the scene cuts, and all of a sudden, we have a motherfucker looking through uh, night vision glasses. We in Tennessee. I said, um, what's happening? Why? I was about to say, where, where are we doing? So 
Well, no, you know what? That's not what happened. We had the girl driving and then we have the night vision glasses. I don't know what song she was listening to, but I felt I felt her in my spirit because she was driving home by herself bopping. And I was like, you know, when I'm in the car by myself, the music is loud and I'm bopping too. Like, I felt that. Yes. So then when she pulled up at home is when you see her car pulling in and someone is looking through night vision glasses. And I said, what the fuck is going on? Because she was She's being just trying to get home. She's trying to get home and somebody is stalking her. She's being hunted. Nobody just has night vision glasses for the fuck of it. The fuck? Night vision glasses for the fuck. What the fuck do you need night vision for? What are you hunting? What are you hunting? He's hunting people. He's hunting people. So and he, she had groceries and, and her cat was in the window just watching, just oh, waiting on mama waiting to come on home. Her. And she sees this man struggling to put a couch in his little one of those big ass 70s uh scooby-doo vans yes and she says do you need help because you look like you are disabled ma'am it's that night it's nighttime that's a man he made it that far girl if you don't take your ass in the house with your groceries but and not only that the way you helped them she picked up the couch got into the back of the truck ma'am what are we doing and this is and this is it. So now she she and they're helping. And he while she's in the back of the truck, he, he asks if she's a size 14. And I said, yeah, because that's the average woman. Average women are about a size 14. So I like that. But then how they reference later yep. is just a little annoying. But um, now adult she's now. Confused. She says, yeah. like, what the fuck? She doesn't even say yeah. She's like, what? And he just, wow. Wow. And Assaulted I mean, he the fuck out of her. Until she is unconscious. And then he cuts the back of her shirt, sees that she's a size 14, and I guess threw her shirt out because it was later found, and drives off with her in the back of the van. She is now adult napped. And the cat is the only witness. And the cat was so sad. said, where the fuck's my mom? What the fuck just happened? The cat was on alert. That made me so sad. It did. It did. So then um, they have... Back at the FBI, and I said, "These goddamn pictures, goddamn, they are so a lay of people." Mm. It was much. I mean, it they, was necessary, but it was much. They practicing they boxing, and I don't like how like how Sterling gets called out because Crawford needs her, but everything and everybody stops. Like, and it did seem like she was in trouble. Like, it seemed yes. like she had wrong and was about to be reprimanded and then only for her to get there and they need her help and whatever she did was working and the BAU needs you and get on this itty little itty bitty little biplane. Because they found a body in West Virginia. Yeah. And so, you're going with Crawford. And I'm just like you can pull me off to the side and do that. It was just it was massage. It was very the misogyny, the control. It was the you know patriarchy was live and in, in full effect so then you have her in the car with um i guess whoever local driver and you have um Crawford. Crawford. and she's breaking down he's like what do you think about he's like well bill he does they give profiles on their what they call their unsub their mm-hmm. own un- unknown subject so she her breakdown on buffalo bill is the precise reason that she was picked out of her class it's the reason that she is on, you know, his side and working with him because that shit, she is smart. Spot on, white male, 30s or 40s with his own house. Spot mm-hmm. on. And then she realizes 
that Crawford played her. And she said, you sent me in there to get that information, didn't you? And he was like, I did. And she's like, well, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, because had I told you, then you would have had it all over your face and Hannibal Lecter would have read it and we wouldn't have gotten anywhere. You did what I needed you to do. And it was manipulative, but he is the head of the BAU for a reason. Yeah. And what you got to do, right? So That bothered me still, though. Still, though. It did. It was bothersome. It was, it was a, it was because he sent her into a place where she was assaulted. Yeah. She was bio, bio, logically nasty yeah. shit assaulted you know what i mean he put her at risk so yeah um, so, but then we pulled at our location and the local police meets the fbi people which is how they're introduced and that was funny because beef is beef. on the table they are beefing with each other so i said okay and he was like oh we can't talk about this in front of the lady and left her standing in the middle of all these fucking deputies which are men like what the fuck like oh it's too we can't talk about this to offend your sensibilities but let me leave you in this room full of fucking men that you and don't know and they're staring at her and uh, they're obviously aggressive towards fbi but let me go ahead and leave you and i think are they at the memorial service they pulled up at this family's memorial for their slain child or you know whatever and I said, is she walking up on the body? What the fuck is going on? And I realized it was a flashback. I think she hadn't really left the room. She was having a flashback of her dad's passing and his Yeah. Funeral. I was very confused because I was like, apparently there's a funeral going, a funeral on, going and on. Who and is this man and why are you? Oh, it's a flashback. It's a flashback. So it was, um, it was weird. It was weird. So then Crawford comes back out the room. He's like, all right, this area and all of the deputies were there. And she's like, listen, I need to get the fuck Y'all out. I hesitated taking her, her directions. And I said, get your bitch ass the fuck on because no matter what the fuck she is, she's the FBI and this is now out of your jurisdiction. Fuck out. So that, that was that um, misogyny like, oh, I clearly shouldn't respect you because you're a woman. FBI. That was it. And I did not like that. And I know they can't see me, but the face I'm making is so fucking stank. I did not like that. But again, you said that Jodie Foster picked this movie and loved the role because she read the book and it wasn't about using this, that. It, it wasn't about her sexual prowess. So all of that, like them downplaying her, it was probably necessary because she is the hero. At, you know what I mean? She is the yeah. one that comes in to save your ass because y'all can't do it. You couldn't do it when baby was missing from your time to find her. You didn't have no clues. Who had to step in? The FBI. And who the FBI sent, felt comfortable sending was goddamn Clarice. So buckle up and get the fuck out. So they leave. They put in vapor rug. And they open up. I didn't know that that was vapor rug. I thought they was lining themselves with coke. So that was one of my like LOL. See, and I, I said that at first too. And I was like, you know what? It's probably not coke because then they wouldn't be able to do that properly, no, right? No, I literally was like, oh, they went in the room to be like, yeah, come come be a part of the boys club. Take a bump of this coke. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so when they turned around and everybody just had it on their nose, I was like, what are we uh, doing? I did, I did say coke at first. And, and then I changed it to vapor up because I was like, this don't make no sense. What it was, it must have not smelled soft, but something strong to block the smell of a decomposing body. And then they open the bag and everybody's like, oh, shit, it's not working. And no gloves. I noticed that. I was like, okay, we just contaminating, Did that. contaminating sites. Cool. And cool. not even just that. This is a dead body that was floating in the river. You don't want to put on no gloves. 
look. That's I nasty. Mm, and they had that aggressive ass camera because they're like, okay, Clarice, tell me what you see. Oh, Mo- see, it's clearly affected by this bad body. She's disturbed. And I said, why couldn't they get this from the coroner? This is something that the coroner would have already done. This information would have been produced because that's what coroners do when they do an autopsy. The medical examiner would have already had this done. Why could they not do that? Maybe it's because... They were stepping in as the FBI, and the FBI has to take over all things, so they had to do their own medical examination. I mean, they did mention that there was no clues because of the water damage, mm-hmm. but also you could have still recruited a local coroner and been like, "Hey, I need your help." Even if there's no clues, the 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 medical examiner still would have been the person to do the first look over the body. So I didn't understand why Clarice was there, other than for the fact that it was a movie and for time. They needed to do that and her be affected by it and for her to show her ability to do. She was uncomfortable, but she stood up. She made that shit happen. And they were looking at her for answers. She was recording. And of course, Crawford was leading her and yeah. was telling her a couple things to say. Um, but she picked up on a lot of things because of the nail polish and the earrings. She knew. She just was like, yeah, this is somebody you know she was able to pick up on a lot her smarts came out in can i commend scene. the actress who played this cadaver because that was an aggressive ass camera i don't know how you stay dead friend maybe they <laughs> hilarious maybe they really <laughs> used um maybe they had mannequins and stuff because that was weird uh, the, i the, mean the, her eyes was wide open that big ass flat girl and if those flashes were big and loud so um the, the man who was in the room with her, she was like, she looked at one of the pictures and saw something in the throat and was like, there's something in the throat. And the guy goes, well, yeah, when you pull a body out the water. Bitch. Bitch, I said what I said. Check the throat. For it to be this goddamn big ass moth thing. And Bitch. it just was like, mm. ugh, ugh. So Crawford, they get back in the car and Crawford knew he was being misogynistic, acknowledged that he was disrespectful and disregarding her in front of these men. And he was like, it was just to, you know, we had to get them out of there. And she said, it matters though. So you should know that it affects me. And he was like, okay, but no apology. because No apology, just acknowledge Because I'm, I'm the nigga in, head in charge here. He was annoying because it clearly showed that you do not, you like her enough to, for her to be on this case, but you still don't respect her as a colleague or a student. And I do think that there was some appeal sexually. Hannibal Lecter brought it up, but I do think for him that there might have been some attraction to her. It might have just been the fact that she was smart and that she was the top of her class and was doing this shit the way she was doing it. But I do feel like they had something with them. Yeah. So uh-huh. she she takes the cocoon and she goes to a bug Xbox. Yeah, they were so nerdy. Um, but everybody is trying to get it's sterling. They're like, oh, do you go to hamburgers and fries? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, just, that was anno- like, can you not respect that she's a professional? We are working. You are working. Is, look, and the dude was like, oh, sorry, he's not PhD, but he's still your but student. You're the, and you're like, y'all, you're he's not PhD, but you're the one being unprofessional. It was very interesting. He pops that thing open, and it's bug guts, and he's like, they had to wow. feel feed him and love him and keep him warm and stuff and that transition to that next scene where they were talking about this bug and it was dead and they had peeled it open and you can see it's inside so these living bugs and they were everywhere and they were flying I said oh that was nice that was nasty I mean yeah it was nice but it was nasty I was like oh my god what are we doing 
What are we doing? Not Where's only that? is the bugs flying around, we hear this woman screaming and this dude is in a chair, clearly naked. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? getting to him in this chair i said all of these damn outfits he got clothes for days he has all these mannequins all these clothes and he if if he's making them skills it's all kinds of clothes different occasions like he was doing it the seamstress in him was or you know the seamstress is gender i don't know yeah okay it is today it is today doing it up right but like you said she is ah, screaming her ah. ass off Hollering. I said, what kind of house is this that nobody hears this? Where? But then I see the setup and weird. Weird. Obviously, the basement or whatever um, is playing. And again, black person in service, but this time on your television, it's a black uh, news anchor. Yes. And he's telling us that the senator's daughter has been kidnapped. So it's about to get serious. She's a VIP. The senator is pleading to the serial killer using her daughter's name, personalizing her, which is a tactic by the BAU, was very, very smart. And Clarice acknowledges it. We're trying to personalize um, Charlotte. What's her name? Cameron? Catherine. Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) Done with you in the C name. Trying to personalize Catherine to Buffalo Bill because right now she is just an object. She's just a means to an end what he wants is that skin he doesn't want anything else from her so i put that under this is a white because white people get that privilege of being personalized when they're victims of crime and i was like oh the whole appeal of like oh you have the power you are in chain you are in charge Mm -hmm. you could just like trying to appeal to this clearly deranged person Mm -hmm. who is also white who has committed crimes it's very much it's very humanity much. is very much a white. It's very much white privilege because I don't even think people of color get to be place for their loved ones like that because do we get the acknowledgement? Do we get the spotlight when we go missing? That and the whole like you you gave humanity to this criminal. Yes. Because like, mm. he's obviously why does he get to be a human with your child? He's this is like this is his sixth because he had skinned five. This is his sixth take but you want him to be a human with your child i mean your child it was mm. um the doctor then we get back to at least decided she needs to run up on, on hannibal and, and the doctor is being an asshole and he's like you keep doing such an ass oh my <laughs> god i just like, did I'm not, not a like turnkey you gotta go through proper procedures this is the third time you've been here so he was um, and she's negotiating with Hannibal. And I said, she's like, if you to go to this island, you'll be able to have a woman once a week. You know, you'll be able to go to me and all this. You'll be. And I said, he gets to go to an island. And for uh, a week out of a year, you'll be free. I just, you'll have surveillance. He was like, hmm. So she's answering his questions because he got questions galore. He wants to know about her growing up. Um, what happened with her dad, what happened with her mom, and she's just answering Follow the directions. And I Follow said, what the fuck? And she is... And he comes out swinging. What's your worst memory of childhood? Like, damn, I'm not your client. I said, uh, this sounds like one of them Twitter conversations that they were like on your first date, should you bring up? <laughs> Bitch, why are you trying to unpack trauma on the first date? Can we get through appetizers? <laughs> he said, nah, you need this information now, don't you? I need give to know. Give me your give information. Me your 
I said, uh-uh. So this was just, I said, I think I would have started lying. And he said, what? don't lie, because I'll, I'll know. And I feel like he would have known. He needed the nitty gritty. He wanted her raw and emotional. And I just was like, bro, Lee, what? Why? Oh, my God. But she started confessing. Her daddy was shot. And got a whole story. Whole story. And we kind of switched to... We go back and forth with some with some Buffalo Bill stuff and yeah. Um, the way that they described a woman who was a size fourteen was when I got upset because at first I was like, yes, a size fourteen is the average woman's size. Then they were like a fat, fluffy, like all kinds of just like derogatory terms like, for a big body, and fourteen is not even that goddamn big. I was like, what are we doing? <sighs> so that was a little bit. <clears throat> but he was still reading her for filth. He said, "Girl, it's not gonna be in them ugly ass shoes you're looking down at. Give me your answer." <laughs> And I don't know the whole conversation with Buffalo Bill. That's I put transphobia it was, question mark because they were like good. they were like he's a fake trans. They he's call, a they fake use a, transsexual. They use a, yeah, I'm about to say they use an outdated term one. And I don't even like, think he's a transsexual. I think they said transvestite. No, I think they said transsexual. At one point, they said transvestite, and then, and then I they said it transsexual. And I think it was when Dr. Lecter was talking about him, which would have been the applicable term at the time because he's a doctor, right? He's not saying it to be derogatory. It's the applicable term at the time. He's not a transvestite. He is someone who is a failed transsexual. And the reason he says that is because he's like, if he really wants to go through with it, he would have tried to do more than he did. But he went to three only three surgeries in the country that did sexual reassignment surgery and was turned down by all of them. So now he's acting the fuck out. I did. I didn't forgot to put that. Mm. I I did not. I said, what the fuck? In 1991, there were only three surgeries in the country that would do sexual reassignment surgeries. I don't know that there's many more in the country now. I, I know that there are more, but the, so, are doing them well? That's a question. That's a question for that ass. So... Now, I didn't like how they was like, he wasn't born a criminal, but his years of systematic abuse made him a criminal. Bitch, kiss my I think, ass. I think that that is what? I mean, there's plenty of people that go through systematic abuses that don't fucking skin people alive and fucking make clothes out of their bodies. What the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? But like, there are also people who have been made... They've been criminalized from the time that they, from their first infraction in preschool. They've been that, I will say, but like, don't tell me that this person became a murderer because of systematic abuse and that he skins people because of systematic abuse. Because even the backer, I said, uh, that is not it. So then we get back to Buffalo Bill and he is now looking over this deep, dark, I mean, it is a well. I was was a well. He must have been, she must have first been trying to find water and decided I'm about to keep people in this bitch. What? It was so deep. How you make that leap beyond me? How did you get her down there? Did you just throw her down there? (laughs) (laughs) I had questions. That's so funny. No, I, I just I was like, see, what the I can fuck? See, I can see how he did that, though. No, I can see Because he didn't give a fuck. She was already, he already beat the fuck out of her. Just throw her down there. What do it matter? Like, what? So then now, he's, he, we get to that line. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does whatever it's told. It rubs the lotion over it on its skin or else it gets the hose again. I said, oh, y'all. I had heard that before. And I was like, what? What? That's the only part of the movie I that I really know. Um, I do know that Family Guy, which of course we Family Guy has so many fucking references. It's so yeah. it's so funny how I can reference so many things and just like Family Guy. Chris does it. 
and yes. he he does um a scene from the movie that we actually haven't come up to yet but yeah so and he kept calling her an it because she's not she is not you're not a person you are my skin to an that end. is my it's skin put lotion on my skin that's it. Hydrate my skin so I can do what I need to do with it. And then she starts talking about her mom and she's like, I want to see my mommy. And he's like, <laughs> he started mocking her. That was. I said, oh, God, I did laugh, but it was mostly because of the way his his voice. It sounded like his voice was caught in the back of his throat. So when he was mocking her, the, I said, oh, okay. it was funny. It was funny. It was it was not a supposed supposed. To it be wasn't funny supposed thing. to be funny. I it but, was fucked up, but it was supposed to be. I mean, it was supposed to be fucked up. And then he turns around, and there's like a light all of a sudden, and you can see the blood and the and how many people have been there because um, Clarice made note of the body when they were doing the that her fingernails were broken, like she had tried to climb out of something. And you see the walls of hell, and they are bloody. You can tell that someone has tried to crawl, and there's a broken fingernail in the in the wall, in the in the mud, the in the brick. I don't know, but like it is in there and stuck. And when she sees it, she is screaming, and he is her with off. her. <laughs> he was just he was annoyed. He was like, "Damn, you loud." Please shut up. <laughs> so does not <laughs> He was but so get, annoyed with her. We get back to Dr. Chilton and he's in there golden Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter. Somebody's like, yeah, you just got stay on my nigga. You ain't oh, getting shit. <laughs> but he was, was strapped like, the fuck you. in. Did you see how he was strapped in? He, he was, was so strapped in that his nose was was Smush. They muzzled him and everything. They did. And then and he, Hannibal was eyeing that pen. He was like, okay, keep laughing, nigga. Keep laughing. I, I said, he gonna kill that doctor. <laughs> Look, I really thought he was. I thought he was. Um, But he said the little deal wasn't real. And somehow, I don't know how he got the pen, but he has the pen. He had the pen. His hands were completely strapped. I don't know how he got the pen, but he got the pen. But we also learned Crawford got... Crawford fucked up with this whole like little deal thing and he got his case taken away from him. So not only did you fuck up the whole deal thing and you didn't because the most you got out of this now is that uh, Billy's name is Lewis. But you also put Clarice's life in danger because she just told this man all this information about herself. Yeah. They took that because like you lied. Did you lie about this? And they were like, yeah. She's pissed. And Crawford was the one, I'm sorry, Chilton was the one who had to reach out and actually talk to this lady and be like, okay, well, we can get some information. He was able to negotiate a deal. So he's still like big, bad, the business, right? Um, but he's like, he, they fly him to meet, or the they take him to meet, I don't know, he seemed like he flew to meet yeah, the senator. Yeah. Um, and they in Memphis. They are in Memphis, and he knows Buffalo Bill's name, but he is fucking with her just the way he fucks with everybody else. And he is asking her about breastfeeding. Yes. Well, before that, the way she pissed me off, no lie, because she was like, oh, I have an agreement here as long as you sign. And he was like, no, we ain't got time for that. Just agree. To, just agree. And she was like, okay. Your kid. 
I was like, you just you don't know what you just agreed to. But this, but what he said agreed. was what he said was we don't have time for this when your when your daughter's life is on the line. And she said, You absolutely fucking right. And he said, Trust me that I'll help you through this and you just you keep your part of the deal and I'll keep mine. So she was going in with that anxiety of need of him having information that would get her daughter back and the fact that he was like, Listen, we don't have to sign no paperwork right now because really the most benefit is to her, yeah, because her kid will come back, but he's in prison. So if you can get a better circumstances or whatever and the and whatever the deal is is signed then it's mutually beneficial and so for that reason i think she put her hesitations to the side because he was like we don't have time to, to argue about that right now because we're both going to be benefited but we need to get your daughter and so she's like okay he's a sociopath ma'am and a psychiatrist what are we doing Girl, he don't mean it he don't mean it y'all just y'all are not paying attention so then he's asking following directions they're not he's asking her about breastfeeding when her daughter is probably past 25 this is a grown person and then he turned around um be on the slab and i said what the shit he was very much that's his game though that's like, his game because he gave them he he baited them with a little bit of information oh i know lewis friend because he used to be the lover of my patient and they was like, well, we need more than that. Well, you breastfeed, don't you? I don't fuck. He doesn't fucking care. And then as soon he as she walked care. away, said, get this motherfucker out of my face. He said, hey. And just what, what, what? Just rapid fires. 5'10", 180 pounds, blonde hair, blue eyes. Rapid yeah. fires information at them. And I said, his memory, god damn. But again, Anthony Hamilton. Uh, Anthony Hamilton. <laughs> 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 so sorry, Anthony Hamilton. <laughs> Ah, Anthony Hopkins, the real person, uh, likes to memorize things, real memory for real. Uh, Hannibal Lecter, the character, there was some alignment in that. So I was like, wow, okay. So then we come, we we flash the scene, they're leaving, they have their information, everybody's trying to get to it. We have Clarice walking back up to wherever building she's walking to, and Chilton is outside talking to all of the press so full of himself yeah if it wasn't for me you wouldn't get any information my name mm-hmm. is frederick hilton mm-hmm. hilton and so he's uh, like let me spell it for you so she gets into the elevator and the cop in the elevator is asking dumbass questions and he's like i heard he's something like a vampire uh can i do my yeah. job now i know this is tennessee but you all uh don't do that don't do that to tennessee don't do that they tried to make them dumb down like why this backwards hit town yes and i didn't like that um especially because this is memphis don't play yeah, like it's a well-known city in tennessee come on get out of here but so that was interesting and then um they have hopkins i'm sorry god damn it lector they have hannibal because <laughs> now i'm all thinking about him as the real person because Henry is amazing that's him the character not the person mm-hmm. um his his setup is completely different than the first prison. He is surrounded by books, in the middle of like a library. It seems like I don't fucking know. Um, but he was like, oh, but did you fake that fucking dick? I did." And he's like, "Bitch, fuck with me." He was he's so mad, but she she gave him a peace offer. She was like, "Here your drawings." Here, I know I lied, but here your drawings. I got something. <laughs> He said, so um, and then whatever questions he was rapid firing at her again, just fucking with her again. I said her responses to him are so visceral. I don't know why she keeps going back. Side of the fact that she 
wants answers. She wants to be able to catch Buffalo Bill. She, and uh, she caught the anagram, Lewis friend. Yes. And she was like, "You lying your ass off. You tell me lying. Why you lying? Telling me information, but now you got all these other folks playing. You playing in their face. Tell me that real information. Tell me the information. So he's so." she's literally he's like nah i want some more information i want to know who the fuck you are so she starts telling him this story and she's story she's telling the story she ran away from her on cheap farmers farmers and she left because she heard the lambs being slaughtered she thought she's so crying and she said what the fuck she stole one and she ran away and I was like, you treated Catherine like this lamb? And I said, if I could save one, that lamb like, girl, what? And the lamb ended up dying anyway. And he brought it And she said, she said, my uncle slaughtered it and they sent me to an orphanage. I said, they sent you to an orphanage over fucking lamb, lamb theft, bitch. It was going to be slaughtered anyway. <laughs> that and you found you. And they found you and the lamb. What the fuck? This is the old punishment. She got one strike and was all the way the fuck out. They said disowned. Okay, they said now you ain't got no family, you worthless bitch. What the fuck? (laughs) God damn. (laughs) Outrageous. So but then we understand the the title of the movie. You think he saved someone that you're the lamb. The lamb. I don't know. Then they come in and Dr. Off. Get your raggedy ass out here! She literally snuck in behind him. She was, was so close, though, because she was she like, was "What's kidding. his real name?" And Doctor Chill to come in, interrupting shit. And he God, was like, he got "I hate that fucking man." He was like, "I won't say shit with this man walking in." He really disliked him. But then he's like, "Hey, your dossier," which is it just happens to be a word that I like and love. I don't know why. I did. I had to rewind. I was like, "How you spell that?" Oh, you that's know, a fancy that's- word. Oh, dossier. I saw that. I was like, oh, oh, fuck. Yes. So she comes running back. She breaks away from them who these are the these are security for a mental health hospital, baby. How are you not able to keep this? Oh, young I thought baby? that was local PD. They might have been local PD, but either way, your strong arm is not strong. And y'all, she broke out too easily. Got back, got her dossier back. And he that was that little caress was weird. I definitely said, Oh, he he liked her or whatever. But I put her on a TWA flight and said, uh-uh. Show ass out of this You got you off this case. So she's then walking through the airport and a man is looking at her lustily. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, what was the point in this? Why? What was the point in this? But I was what? mad because literally he got everything he wanted. And she got nothing. You, you I mean, name. She said until well, he he's well okay. Clarice with a lamb after that having that weird. I was like, why are we doing that? Fix. He is now like whatever, right? And then the um the officers who are watching him say that he has demanded a second dinner, and he wanted medium or he wanted uh rare lamb. lamb chops. He went Which, that he could st- that he could stab and think about Clarice and be bloody and eat bloody stuff. I was about to say the privilege of you requesting a second dinner, and then they was like, they still referred to him as his credentials, doctor. 
doctor. Which I was like, you don't get that. You, you Here's the thing, though. You, Just because I go to prison and I'm in there for life don't mean I didn't study my ass off. Okay, <laughs> Put my doctor in front of my name. Dr. Cannibal. Doctor, doctor, yum, 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 yum. Like, what's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> but um, he, they're like, okay, well, same thing. Go ahead and sit yourself down, get in, get in position or whatever. And I said, okay, what the fuck? Because the but whole time that he had, that he had, like, we had forgotten about the pen, right? So I'm like, they lock his, they put him in the handcuffs and he is set up. And I said, what the fuck is in his hand? And I thought I said he about to kill everybody, but I said, I well, and what he needed it for was to be able to pick the lock. Yes. And so, I said, oh, he plays the long game. Now, the fact that th- it pissed me off, the fact that both of them had to get inside of this thing. You already handcuffed him behind his back to the, the bars. You both had to get in. Why? And then you locked it after you got in. What, no, why can't one of you get in? One of them the was in. One? No, you're mistaken. One of them was in, and he had the other one was standing at the door, right? He was standing and he had the food. And he was mindful of my of my pictures. So he took his pictures and then he put the food back. And when he was leaning down, or like when he was leaning down to go pick up the food, is when Hannibal put the handcuff on him and wrapped him around. And he said, Hey, he's got it. Like, be careful. And he tried to come in. He hit him with the door. Mm, okay. I'm yeah, like, so they did have they did have their position. But when it came, they weren't him to get out. So when he got he picked that lock fast as fuck. I said, what the fuck is going on? Um, he and handcuffed his ass. And I was like, oh, so we eating faces. I said, oh, shit. And I said, is he going to eat that? Because I was, they got <laughs> So was this not part of the plan? Like I was like, what happened? So I said, okay. Um, I was confused, but I was like, the gate is open. Why did he stay? And I, he killing, he about to start killing people. So because he he beat that man with that baton and he left, which was a waste of food. If you're a cannibal, the fuck eat the man. Want that land for real? He human flesh. I know, but you sat here and you ate this man's face. At least finish eating him. I just. What? He gotta go. So he he so gotta wasteful. go. So I said, <laughs> "What the fuck is going on?" Go. I said, "These cops are dumb and slow because there was shooting going on and all kind of stuff." And the cops are all, Shh, shut up. If you hear gunshots, that immediately Why means you get on your piece. You, you are the cops. <laughs> you, I really thought he was about to go eat Clarice. I was like, "This nigga oh. is out." He about He's go going over her first. I said, uh, the cops finally make it upstairs. It takes him fucking forever. And I said, bro, what the fuck? He made a whole art piece of his escape. He he fucking put this man up in the sky on a flag. He is like out. An angel. And I'm pretty sure that he filleted his stomach. I think that his stomach was cut yes. off. He is dead, dead. And they, ooh, um, one of the cops is on the ground, shaking and seizing, but he is alive. I said, his face is fucked. Oh, oh. oh my and God. this was yeah because they, they bring him into the elevator and then they see the blood dripping because they was like okay we got to get the ambulance and so they got and smart everything. so they get, the, they get the gurney out they get dude off on the gurney and they're like so they go up on top of the elevator point down at him give him a warning and they shoot him and he don't move 
they he didn't move. Mm, okay, and I said, oh, that is not him. I same, but that whole because he wasn't moving to begin with, and they was like just shoot him in the leg, and he still didn't move. You said and he but incompetent. They didn't know if they didn't know what happened. They heard gunshots upstairs. He got shot. Maybe he's injured. Maybe like who knows? Because he looked bloody. He looked bloody, and uh, that man was dead. Open and they said, "What the fuck?" And I said, "Oh shit, he is in the ambulance." He took he that face. Stole this nigga face. He stole ah! his face, bruh. He also stripped that man down, stripped himself down, you know, got himself dressed. I said, this man is efficient. This is a, a, a orchestrated psychopathic man. That is terrifying. This man is smart and calculated and thorough. I said, oh, shit, this man has killed hella people. And then you have Miss Cassie Lemons, a.k.a. Ardelia Mapp, running down, <laughs> is running down the hallway to tell Clarice, hey, your boy's out. And he's she out. finally and speaks. We are almost done with the movie, and this Black person finally speaks. Yes. Well, she had she had a speaking role, but it was like line, line. This is where she actually get into it, you know. Yeah, I'm like, we are... The movie's done. He's released. What a what, that's what I thought. Was, I said that's the end was, of the movie, ain't it? She was there just for you to throw ideas back at her, but she was she was, was she was already an agent. She was not a trainee, so I did appreciate that. Um, she was a person that Clarice was going to for mentoring and to bounce ideas off of as someone who was That's what I felt like it was. Okay, I just that the fact that they only highlighted that during the last you saw their you saw them she was training with them running there were things when you think about the fact that she was in the audience like mm-mm, whatever she's already established she asked the phone she gets the information that out and is to come and tell this training hey you need to be he's out and she's all he wouldn't do that to me to me it was disrespectful and rude and she's I said <laughs> I was like where do you get that from one. When did he ever? Why? Because of the situation. Mix. Okay. Nah, nah. Okay, girl. Okay. Um, anyway. All right. We get so, to the dude who's actually sewing the skin, and then it's like real cut. So like we cut from them, and then the dude sewing the skin, and then we cut right back to them again, and mm-hmm. we get the map from Hannibal Lecter, mm-hmm. and and they're going to the, the dossier, with, and they're figuring it out. And that shot between their faces, it was, it was, they're both beautiful. That was a beautiful time for both of them. I'm glad they were able to commemorate that and just see how gorgeous they was. It's vain, but I said, they are gorgeous. <laughs> they were, but why is Cecilia Tiller doing a better job than Cox? He was, was so always, I, yeah, he was always steps ahead of the game. I really want to know how, like, I want to watch the rest of them because from what I understand, one of them is a prequel. I want to know how he got caught because he was too fucking smart. He was just too, he was too smart. He was helping them out. He was doing the most. He was doing everything. Um, So then you go, Clarice has decided she's going to go to the first victim and based off of some uh, Dr. Lecter has told her, she's like, okay, that's where I need to go. And she goes to Mr. Bimmel. And Mr. Bimmel is the father of the first victim. I can't remember her the victim's name. Um, but I kind of 
they kept pigeons. Like, okay. He, and they had of him and the daughter pigeons. I just was like, right. Um, but then when she's asking questions to the dad, he's like, yeah, she went to Chicago for a job. And they were in the state of Ohio. I think it was Belvedere, Ohio. But she went to Chicago for a job. So that's, I guess, right on the line. And he said she made it to the interview. The interview went well. She never made it home. So she, Clarice then goes upstairs and she is in her room and she's looking through, just looking at her stuff. And it's very much like a um, early 20s type of room. She has her music posters, but she has some stuff from her childhood, like her music box, her jewelry box. I and like that whole shot thing, I, like when they did that, because they were like, okay, this is how you could actually see her from her bedroom window. So obviously the killer yes. had to have visual access her. to her yes and i also liked that how the room was set up because you got to see that that was her room her pretty much her whole life she had no reason to think that she was not safe in that room so even things like the window he's room is left just yeah. the blinds you know the curtains were wide the fuck wide open, open. And thinking about that because this is her room and it's been her room since childhood and you saw that progression when it scanned the room like the the things that were a part of her youth I don't know if she had like trophies or whatever, but like the pictures of her and dad and like just little things. You know, it was uh, dumb and blonde was a poster that was all up on the wall, which I believe is a reference to a music group and older for her. So uh, she starts going through this compartment. She's the music box. open. Like how does she know it's there, but kids, you know, she said, I was a girl, I was, you know, this age once, and I was trying to hide stuff, and this is where I would have hidden it, is what my mind said, because she popped that thing open knowingly. She didn't even look too many other places before she found the hiding spot. Mm-hmm. And what is it? Goddamn nudies. Who's taking pictures of you? Who? I didn't know. Yeah, that was really... And some of them looked like she was scared, no lie. I was like at least laughing, laughing I and kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like, uh-huh. n- not all were happy. I don't think that she was unhappy. I think that it was that, that anxious energy of someone taking pictures of her in the nude. You know, if if you've never had someone want to, t- like, someone take pictures of you, it's not like taking even if you're trying to do a nude for someone, it's not, it's the, it's different when someone's like, let me take a picture of you and you are undressing or nude. Yeah. No. But <laughs> so, it clicks for Clarice finally. She goes and... through that, she goes through her closet and she sees the stitch out. She sees the stitch tape lining for the dress and she puts it together. She uses the phone and says, oh my fucking God. Yeah, and she's like, oh, he's trying to make a woman suit. Crawford's like, bitch, I already know. Yeah. Piss me off. It, he pissed me please, off. Please, shut up. Because the way that she put it together was he was doing and the why. They knew who, who he and why he was taking flesh. And she understood the why. So again, to her to her credit and her um, job, that's why the whole fucking category was she is smart because she put that together and called them and he's like nah we had to figure it out because he flew back from customs and he had these caterpillars that you know, mailed some 
and the caterpillar checked and there was only three people and they he mailed some people you know it was from Suriname so this is the name we got him and she was like well I'm on my way no 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 no. stay there collect evidence we got yeah. this but but thank you just know we would never have done this if this it wasn't is all for you. and she's like oh, thanks thanks so feel good girl because you should um but she just decided she wasn't done getting information which again credit to her but the scene flips and you have Charlotte. What's her name? Carrie. Uh, Catherine. Catherine. I'm done. She's no, because I was finding it. Catherine is still alive, and she <laughs> said, "Oh, she said thanks for the scraps, bitch. I'm about to, I'm about to trap your dog." Smart. She's smart, and so she's trying to lure her dog, and you get a little flash of the dude with the nipple ring. Bad idea, by the way. But like. That is so funny because the one thing I have is the nipple ring and I put LOL because he has one. He lopsided. But that is such a bad... Don't get nipple rings, you guys. It, it, yeah, no. But yeah, get, get, bars. What, get bars? Get bars instead because nipple rings can create like an abscess in your uh, nipples where it can create it can create uh, deformities. Oh, uh, so, yeah, don't... Oh, because it's, because it's curved. Well, because one, gravity... So, like, your nipple, depending on how heavy your nipples are as well uh, and how heavy, big-chested you are, your boobs are, like, working against gravity. It's pulling it down and just uh, it's against that nipple ring. It's just, just get bars. It's just, it's okay. Bad. Yeah, so, little nugget Well, there. that made me laugh just because he was lopsided. But then I also laughed because I was like, the makeup's bad, Bill. He did a terrible job with his makeup. His makeup wasn't that great. It makes me laugh because they always show, they put on lipstick and he's in the lipstick. Same fucking colors of lips, bitch. Put on some chapstick and let's go, please. He put on, on that some pink clear gloss. Come on, oh my god. So that that made me laugh. I was just like, all right. Um, but the, he went to check on his bugs and he let it crawl on his face. The Chris scene. Uh, would you fuck me? I fuck me. I, I fuck, fuck me. me so hard. I was like, what? It's his voice. So so yeah. Um, I loved Buffalo, Buffalo Bill's rings. His tuck was also very impressive. It was, but I I noticed late that was not his hair. He had scalped somebody. He had he put on somebody's beautiful luscious hair. I said, oh, "Okay, you're also a blonde, Bill." I th- what was why? The why? I just wanted it longer, but also get some do grow. Grow it. I, I just get a wig. I don't. Mm, they got clip ons. He said, "If I'm gonna get a wig, it's gonna be human hair." From the source. Okay. I'm going to say, you can buy human hair back then. It's not like it's a new concept. You know what? Anyway. Catherine has has the dog. And I said, yes, bitch. I really thought her plan failed at first. I thought her plan failed and that 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 little dog was going to run off. And I was like, no, precious. She she said please and when she got that dog I said fucking right so then we we were doing these flip back and forth right because Catherine's screaming and he now realizes that she has the dog and he's pissed off and they're screaming and they're going back and forth and then you have the FBI moving in and everybody's house before that uh, Clarice was investigating and talking to the best friend and she gets pointed to Mrs. Lipman area. So we get that little scene and then we get the little back and forth with which was funny. Don't you hurt my dog. Don't you make me hurt your dog. (laughs) I was was rooting for her 
and I because was. he was upset, and that made me so funny. But then, then he got, got the gun. gun. I was like, oh shit! Oh, oh, shit. oh my and god! And of course, they got this bad FBI agent ringing the doorbell. So if anybody popping off, it's a nigga not hers. So I said, what the fuck? And that pissed me off. But then he knocks on the door. The door is open. Oh shit! It's the wrong house. That was I, Clarice was at the right place. The FBI was at the wrong place. I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh, oh. What? Mm. What and she heck? starts questioning him, and and he's fishing for information. And he says, "That person." I said, "Fuck, bitch." Fourteen is not fat. Like, I mean, it's a small fat. Uh, but it's a small fat. You recognize so. me because I'm I'm a size fourteen. I, I'm a small fat. So and I've been I've been checked multiple times. Like fat people be like, "You little bitch, shut the fuck up," and I'll be like, "Okay." Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fat. I'm like you're, I'm you're small fat. Yeah. I'm a small. Well, it is average. I think 14, 14, 16 is an average size of that's, American. That's for an American. Be some hippie, at, oh. you know, some thick thigh having be, yeah, yeah. So. Either way, he she gets there. He's asking questions, and I just didn't see from her spidey senses being so sharp beforehand why she didn't click on. Like you said, he was absolutely fishing. The questions he was asking, the way he was asking them, he's like, "Come on inside." I was like, uh-uh. "She' about to die. She gonna die." So she no one knows you're there. No Nobody. one knows you're there. So, so she oof. she spots the the bug and. Pulls and the I, gun, ooh, and I was like, pulled, "He didn't pull it. She just un unsnapped it, and then put her jacket back real quick because he was doing stuff, right?" Yeah, and she was looking for a business card. He was looking for the card for the for the lady's son. So she's still asking questions. And I said, "Oh shit, she knows." And then I said, "Oh shit, he knows. She knows." Because he he was like, "Put your hands up." Da 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 da. You didn't shoot fast enough. Is my thing. And I said, she should have shot him because you. Get him in yet into custody or whatever, but this is the killer, right? So shoot him. But then when he ran, I said, "Why the fuck would you chase him in his house? You don't know shit he about knows, property." He has the home advantage here. He knows the ins oh. and outs and everything. And, and now she he got a gun, and now he run into the basement. Like what? Are- and she chased him down there, and then I said, "She's in the fucking basement." I said, "This room, crazy. This, I guess he was uh skinning people. It was just a." Couple of disgusting. Yes. No oh. backup. Just oh, she ain't got no backup. And a gun. I said they both finna be in the hole. What the fuck? I said, girl, Clarice, ah. girl, you are not safe. Cause now you should have shot him. Now you went his hideout. When, so finally, she gets down to the area where she and she's like, Catherine and Catherine, and she's like, okay, I'm safe. And she said, girl, no, I'm not. Catherine's responses were fucking funny. That scene pissed me off because, like, I know you a student, but also, bitch, you talking to each other. He know where you at now. Loudly, you are screaming. So then, finally, when she was like, "Catherine," I said, "Catherine, girl, please shut the fuck up. Shut up. We trying to save you, babe. Shut up." Uh, Clarice was definitely like, "I'll help you, but I gotta leave." She was like, "I." didn't follow protocol and I'm by myself so I gotta leave and she was like don't you dare See, leave I'm, me here you fucking yes bitch. I'm sorry and I skipped forward because then she went tub, and then as she's through doors and just finding all of this fucking just nasty upon grosser and grosser she literally uh I turned off on 
fuck? Yes. It's so she, dark, and he is back with his mm-hmm. night. She was just opening doors, and because she found the bug room, and she she didn't know where mm-hmm. she was going. Because she's like his place. back behind her, and he's like he's in the dark, and he's just just, he's just watching her at first. That's oh, and he that's what he likes to do. Catherine, he was watching her in the dark, and like he's like making the quietest silent footsteps got night vision goggles so we're not gonna run into anything i said oh he didn't have night vision goggles this bitch was breathing heavy as fuck like she was (laughs) she was so terrified and she had been running this shit when them lights went off all of her gangster went out she was she was hyperventilating and as soon as he went to cock that gun back, she heard that shit. And that training came to play. She let the hammer go, bow, 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 let loose on her. Seven times. I shot uh, the seven full, times. The full clip. She killed him. She killed him. She, she, shoots out win- she shoots out a window. And I said, why the fuck was this house so smoky? Is this dust? What is this? Dirt. Is it dirt? Is it, is it from the moths? What is this? I didn't know what was happening. So that was, I was like, oh, what is this? But then um, she somehow has backup. I don't know. The the cops end up to, because when they figured out they're in the wrong. Him, so. Well, I mean, they, depending on where they were, because a girl was screaming and nobody heard, the gunshots might not have been heard. But uh, what's his name? Crawford was like, we're at the wrong house. Where the fuck is Clarice? So they immediately to her so he must have dispatched some people out to her because they were a flight away she was four hours driving which is at least an hour flight and no four hours driving is really no about an hour about 55 minutes yeah 50 45 55 minutes so they could have been there fast but they got to her and Catherine is being rescued she's walking out the house and she had that god dog in her hands yeah i don't know why she was just still exposed i guess she was like he don't need it no more the, I mean, he dead. Who gonna take care of the dog? But also, bitch, do you want this dog? Do you want a memory of this time of your life? You gonna? Are you taking the dog home? Girl, Maybe she got that death grip of like anxiety and all that, and she's like, "Oh, my death grip is still somebody, on the dog." Yeah, yeah. As soon as she calmed down and she has some volume, somebody take that dog out of her hands and boop, take that, get the dog away from her. She don't need to see that dog ever again. No miniature yeah. poop. So um, we switch scenes and. Clarice, I'm gonna call her Catherine, is a fully fledged FBI agent. Graduated, and this was this is when you see her friend, um, Miss, what was her name? Miss Map, Ardelia Map, is in the audience, and that's how you know that she is not a trainee. She is already full fledged FBI thug fizzle. So I said, okay, mm-hmm. I don't have any family, which we know because she explained that to Hannah. She doesn't have any friends in the audience. The one person that she looks for to congratulate her. Is her friend. friend. That's because black women love we we support. That's what we do. And we're gonna show up for you and we're gonna cheer the loudest and the hardest when you when you succeed. And that's what her friend for her. Um so she gets a call. Wait, before then, go wait, 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 go back because we were we go to this function, right? We're there. And Mm -hmm. did you see that big ass cake with the FBI, whatever, whatever? The lady who was slicing cake, how many people graduated? Because she handed out the cake. I did not even peep that. Oh my God. It was so big. She cut like all, she cut the entire word FBI out. Like people F, the gift slivers. 
Either way, Crawford walks <laughs> Crawford walks up and he I really thought he was gonna offer her a job. I, I thought it was awkward, but it did show that he had some like feelings for her. Yeah. And and like him ring with the eyes and all that. I thought that that was kinda telling. Yeah. But she finally then, gonna answer that call and it's Hannibal Lecter, and I'm just like, I don't know oh, what y'all thought. Y'all just left this unresolved. I just here's the thing, I fucking forgot about him. Nigga, I was very much oh. like, there's a killer on the loose. This is what a the killer no. on the loose. On the loose, and we got a Buffalo Bill. I fucking forgot that, that Hannibal was not. <laughs> I was like, bag. I was very much like, what are we doing? I was, like, of course, it's gonna be Hannibal because what? It's Hannibal calling. The first part of the scene, they showed him he had a fly on his forehead. That made me laugh because, okay. But then I said, he called the FBI graduation. This man calculated. <laughs> He's terrifying. And he said, don't even trace it. I'm not going to be on the call that long. I just want to say, what's up? How you doing, girl? And he said, don't even worry about me killing you because the world is more interesting with you in it. So and then we he said, leave each other alone. Let me be. I'm going to let you be. I told you stop fucking with me. That's all I want. That's all I want. And then he said, I'm about to have a friend for dinner. And I said, bitch, where is he? Because when he hung up the phone, I said, that's definitely a pun. You're about to have a friend for dinner. You're about to eat someone. And when he hung up the eat. phone, we fucking scanned. And I said, oh, shit, where the fuck is he? Because this is all black people. The most black people in the scene were at the end. And I said, he about to eat black people? No, he was about to eat that white dude. The one that was Who like, was oh, how's everything? So- yes, yes. I came and- to that conclusion, but I said, he about to terrorize <laughs> and eat black people. And I was mad. The question, where the fuck is he? I was pissed off. And then after we were watching, because he ended there. And I was like, this is the perfect spot to end, because I had questions I wanted to answer more. And I this movie had been an hour and 58 minutes, and I was that in was it. was a long-ass movie. Long movie, and I wouldn't have minded another 35 minutes of a little bit more. I wouldn't get it. So watching the the lines, you know, the, the credits, credits, the credits, they were in Bimini, Bahamas. Ah. That was where he went to. The only reason that that was caught is because I literally said out loud, now, where the fuck are they? He about to torture these black people. And Babe looks up from whatever the fuck she's doing pretty loudly and she starts cracking up so then she's looking at the end of the scene with me and she's like oh Bimini and I'm like what and <laughs> <laughs> she likes crew and Bimini is a place that this place is like a private resort on on one part of the island so I was like oh shit they're actually on this real island which is a part of Bahamas hmm. so uh, also I want to shout out that they have a continued con continuity person that's how you say that right mm-hmm. they had a continuity person shout out mary a kelly because when i tell you this fucking film was seamless it was nice i, I had no problems with the continuity and i, I appreciate that because that will okay. ruin a whole movie for me shall ticks so misogyny had 20 how can you see in the pitch black wait you me? yes nigga i got light my camera just shitty Oh, because <laughs> I'm like, it's on in the room. Shit. So funny. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I can turn on the light if you want me to. No, it's fine. You can be, you can be unperceived. No. Okay, I'm gonna do it. But misogyny had twenty. 
Waste of taxpayers' dollars had 41. <laughs> Who pays for movies? As what? <laughs> so you talk about the movie in inside the movie, the things that the cops and FBI and stuff was doing was a waste of money? Yes. Okay. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. Funny had nine. Bitch Follow Directions had 16. Mm-hmm. Bitch What had 13. This is a white hat, 26. <laughs> <laughs> so many. And then transphobia, question mark, six. What were your tips? And I'll fuck that hat, 34. Uh, to a rookie. Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> um, to a rookie slash rookie mistakes had 13. God damn, had 13. Now, was that necessary? Had eight. Okay. L- my LOL had six. Ooh, shit, had 44. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, the hair on the back of my neck is up. Had 25. Hmm, with the thinking face, had eight. She smart, had 12. And girl, what? Had nine. What's your ranking? Oh, no, no, no. What's your ranking? What's your You're ranking? not going to like my ranking. Like- I'm going to and I want your reasons. What is your ranking? I gave it a four. What the fuck? How did you get there? I knew you was not going to like my ranking. Oh, my God. How did you get there? The transphobia, question mark. I was like, that's sus. And this propaganda. I, I don't vibe with propaganda. Okay, but if anybody that you want saved and taken off the streets is serial killer. So I'm if I don't fuck with cops, but detectives propaganda. <laughs> like, y'all don't do shit. You saw how many ticks waste the taxpayer money. Oh my god, for like, real. My God. Y'all are so lazy and dumb. They were multiple times just I was just like, what are we doing? And uh, they made the local cops dumb and FBI yeah, very smart, which was a choice. They made Clarice smart. Okay. Because the the mm-hmm. FBI as a group was not, let's not lie, Crawford was dumb. I mean not dumb. They Crawford were very unperceptive. Crawford was delegating. He's a bad delegator. I will give him that. You are so funny. My score <laughs> was my score was an eight out of ten. Damn. I thought that this was absolutely I mean that's I'm like what the, I thought that this was the best movie that thus far I'm talking about of all the movies it, like it was a great movie uh, was good. this was a movie I was in it like I literally did not want the movie to end um, it made me want to w- read the book and you typically a movie's not gonna want is not gonna like if a movie makes me want to read the book, it's because I think they did a shitty job and I know that the book is gonna be better. This made me wanna read the book because I know there's gonna be details that are gonna scare the fuck out of me. Like I'm gonna read this and be like, I am terrified. Like this is this was a psychological thriller and it's psychological it did not miss the mark for me. Like it it was a good movie. The only things that I had that black people were sprinkled on like part it was 1991 um i thought that there was sometimes that i felt like 
I really didn't. I didn't have no complaints. I started with an 8.5 and that black people being sprinkled like parsley took me to an eight. It should have been maybe a 7.5, but I stick by my eight. I liked this movie. I stick by my four. I just, I can't vibe with cop again. I'm so tired of cop again. Oh, I don't give a fuck about the cop part. I liked the fact that I literally was so into, which I really should, you know, whatever. But the fact that I was so into Clarice being a heroine that I forgot it was a serial killer on the loose. Nigga, I was... When I tell you, I was... I think I was the exact opposite because I was very much aware, damn, I've been watching this for a long time. Damn, this movie is not over with yet. Damn, this serial killer is still on the loose and y'all have not caught this nigga. I think I think I was probably having all the fun with my inebriations. Like, ah, I was like, like, like I was just chilling. I was just like, bro, this is lit. I had a really good time with the movie. I really did. So, I'm sorry that you did it, but no, I, I, I mean, love that we watched. Yeah. It's like, and also the trans the transphobia did stick out it definitely was transphobic but i did not have it as a marker because i think that part of me knew that that was part of the movie um i appreciated that they called buffalo bill a transvestite and dr Lecter was like transsexual because that was the appropriate language at the time so i don't know i kind of i liked i liked you know i like our ranking our average is a six out of ten. Wow, that's not bad. That's not bad, and that's mostly because that. of me. But I, <laughs> I say it. I like. I like. I definitely am into it. So, um, you know what we didn't do? Our Afro scale. Our Afro scales. Kings, what's your scale look like? My scale is a big ass Afro with a horizontal line, and that picks at number four for this movie. Yeah, okay. So my scale is my um side profile zero to ten and my pick stops at the eighth one. Uh so that was it. Six out of ten for the silence of the lambs. Did you have I liked that I was able to understand why the movie is called that in the fucking movie? I the whole reason for the silence of the lambs, I don't know, I just didn't vibe with it. I was just like, okay. And she's, trying, she's trying to save someone so she silence her childhood traumas. Go to therapy. I just... You can, good. I'm just... <laughs> did you have IMBD and Rotten Tomatoes review? I do. Sorry, because I just went... I was all excited. Uh, I think it's because we had such polar opposites on this. But, okay, IMDb had an 8.6 out of 10. They were closer to yours. They were closer to me. And Rotten Tomatoes had a 95%. Damn, that was high. That's high. That's high. Um, yeah. That's so you can send yeah. us your reviews to toamrpod at gmail.com. And that again is Tasha, Olivia, Amari, Michaela, Rochelle, Pamela, Octavia, Disdick at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, and stay tuned with us next week. We're dropping another episode because this is what we do. And uh, episode 20 is going to be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The year is going to be 1974. Now, I'm really excited about that because of the gore. I Are you ready? I'm so excited to see people get massacred by chainsaws. Yes, I don't use a chainsaw, but if he doesn't... The fuck. Then what that is very misleading for the title. It's all you getting points taken. Just off. my 
Right. If it's just butcher knives and like knives that you can find in your chainsaws, though. I want a whole. I want to hear thing it. Thing going on. It's got to be a part of it. So excited, y'all should be excited. Come back and fuck with us. Fuck with the kids. Yes. That's it. Yeah, we got We don't have no time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>